Check one, two, one, two, one, two. Stuart. Yeah. <coughs> ah, shit. Ah, that shit ain't no motherfucking joke, baby. <coughs> hit that like, hit that subscribe. Yeah, yeah. Check one, two, one, two, one, two. Are we in the building? Check, 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 check. Still not loading, Frank. Okay. And so why is that, Frankie, why is that small like that? Because now it's going to print small on there. Anyways, go ahead. All right, it's all good. Um, Yeah, hit that like, hit that subscribe, baby. We are back. We're motherfucking back. Yeah. On a Sunday. Sunday evening. Yeah. Hit that like, hit that subscribe. Hoodstocks, baby. The greatest podcast shit in the world. Fuck it. Let's get it. be on the bus <coughs> smoking that <coughs> some fools be on the bus smoking that Greyhound shit we first class baby Steezy Mile High Club high as fuck Drew Hefner said it slap your baby mama get the hot pocket out the motherfucking microwave we got shit to do this evening are you ready 75,000 subscribers we hit today are you ready yay 70,000 75,000 subscribers hit today. Mm. Appreciate the support. Appreciate the love. We ain't nothing without the Goonies, baby. Best believe it. Let's go. Let's get to business real quick. Let's play some mother- pay some motherfucking bills, and uh, we're going to get into this story right here. This evening's podcast is brought to you by Attorney Nicholas Rosenberg. He's a certified specialist in criminal law. Attorney Rosenberg is based in downtown Los Angeles. Rosenberg specializes in defending all strike offenses, firearm, and gang allegations, sales of controlled substances. For the latest updates, go to at Attorney Rosenberg on Instagram and TikTok. Attorney Rosenberg is punching back on criminal cases. All right. 
Not only do we got the big dogs on the team, but we also got the underdogs on the team. And I'm talking about Killer Kush, baby. Yes, they are a sponsor right here. And one day they're gonna just they're gonna be just as big as Steezy, baby. Right? Looking for some good quality cannabis. I mean, Killer quality cannabis hit up the folks at killer kush they specialize in bringing you the best quality available from og to exotic they got it all hit them up at killer kush cali at gmail.com or on ig at killer kush underscore 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 420 to find a location near you if you're local also too if you're local in the area you can find them here in the heart of east los angeles at east la exotics and they are located at 6009 east olympic Boulevard. Okay. Feels good to be back. I was on a little timeout. You know, I was, uh, my girl caught me liking too many Fashion Nova pictures. <laughs> this is a fucking half naked, bro. Right. Shit, I can't even say, I can't even post a post with me saying something, you know, a little out of pocket, but they can, but I love the pictures though. Yeah, man. No, I'm you just playing. To. My girl ain't, my girl ain't monitoring me like that, bro. Shit, if she, yeah, I mean, if, the, bro, I couldn't be Drew Hefner, bro. If I was in a relationship like that, bro, yeah. I respect it, but I do what I got to do, baby. You know, um, this evening's podcast is out of Pasadena, California. Everybody give it up for Whoa. Andrew. Yeah. Glad to be here, man. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, shoot. You know, we're going to thank your pops, Albert, yeah, yeah. bro. Good looking for my pops, too. My pops was the one who, you know, plugged me in and got this whole thing rolling. So, you know, gotta love that. Gotta shout out for my pops. Thank you. Yeah, for manager at Home Depot. Yeah. Shout out to pops. <laughs> woo woo. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, you know, yeah. So your pops got at me, and you know what? He was uh, pretty persistent. Yeah. You know, yeah. but hey, what do they say about the squeaky wheel that gets the grease or some shit like that? Or were they talking about Casey's ass? I'm not even sure, dog. <laughs> there's a, there's an analogy going around here, dog. But anyways, he was pretty persistent. And he said, my son, my son, my son. And finally, I was just like, well, dad, what's your son's Instagram? Or, you know, and he's like, I don't even know if he's got an Instagram. Yeah. And, and, but he was like, man, you got to hear my son. I was, finally, I said, all right, big dog. You know what? I respect it. You know, and I shot him my number. You called me up, bro. And we had a conversation uh, you know, and I always ask for like a little brief, uh, a small portion of the story you're going to be sharing on the platform. Yeah, yeah. And you gave me that, bro. And I said, all right, well, shit, let's get you in in two weeks. Yep. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like that. They like, boom. Let's get him in in two weeks. <laughs> How does not this Sunday, but next Sunday work for you? Shit. Hopefully you can, you know what I mean? Hopefully you can you can kill this platform the way you killed that phone call, sir. Yep, yeah, yeah. Well, no man, pressure. Do my goddamn best, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you, dog. I mean, this is the easiest podcast in the world to be on, bro. Yeah, yeah. This is Hoodstocks, bro. Yep. You can act a fool and, you know, they'll forget about it in about a week. You know? I mean, depending on who you are. Right, right. I mean, we don't ever always, always get it right right here, dog. You know what I mean? This is, uh, you know, uh, hey, you know, we didn't go to school for this, yeah. you know? But, um... Hey, the I, fact that we're here, we're getting it right. Absolutely. I'm happy that you're here, brother. And I'm looking forward to hearing your story, brother, in depth. And so you said you were addicted to heroin for 17 years. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was addicted. Well, it all started like I started using meth at like 14 years old. And meth turned to heroin, and it was just on and cracking for like 17 years. Okay, well, I was gonna, th I was thinking 17 years. I was like, damn, bro, you look kind of young. Would you start when you were seven or what? You know? Yeah, yeah, I started when I was 14. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Damn. Yeah, first time I got into hard drugs, I was 14 years old. And was that off the top 
from like did you you know put it in a spoon and put it in your nose did you smoke it did you slam it so i started smoking it so it all starts like back when i was like 14 right and at 14 years old is when i joined a gang so i got into my neighborhood at 14 and being 14 joining the neighborhood like I was the youngest kid in my hood, so I was just trying to do what all the older homers were doing. And, you know, all the older homies were getting fucked up. But even before that, like, I always had kind of, like, I guess they say addictive personality. Like, when I was younger, uh, me and my homie in school, we would we would do, like, dumb shit. I, guess, I don't know. It would, like, kid shit, like, go in the alleyways and fucking look for cigarettes. And we just smoke all the cigarettes we could find in the alleyways. And we said we were in flavor country. And... We'd be going to my other homie's house, and his parents were out of town. We'd just be getting shit-faced on all the alcohol. And I was just really into, like, getting fucked up. Like, as soon as I discovered, like, oh, I can get fucked up, and this shit feels dope. Like, I was into that feeling of getting fucked up. What were you trying to escape? I mean, it was was Pops? I mean, you know, Pops is right here, I guess. You, yeah, yeah. I mean, how, how can, I mean, did you have problems with Pops, Moms? I mean, what was nah, the situation? So, so my mom and dad split at a young age when I was probably, like, five, I think. My mom and dad split. And um, I remember being a kid, like, when I was doing that young party shit, like, drinking and all that, I don't think I was trying to escape anything. I was just trying to have fun. But, like, part of the reason kind of why I joined a gang was, like, as a kid, like, my mom and dad split when I was young. And ever since my mom and dad split, like, I always just wanted to be with my dad. Like, I'd always want to be with my dad. I'd always tell my mom, I want to be with my dad. I want to go with my dad. I want to go with my dad. And, you know, my mom's my mom, and my mom talks a lot of shit. Like, I love my mom. But my mom and my dad are like kind of opposites. Like me and my dad relate a lot. Me and my dad are very, very similar in a lot of ways. Me and my mom, we're like complete opposites. And it's like two sides of the spectrum. And, uh, you know, a lot of times on the weekends, we would go over to my dad's house or my grandma's house. And, you know, my pops had us every other weekend. And there would be weekends where like we would go to my grandma's. And, you know, we were all young then doing our thing. And. You know, sometimes I wouldn't see my pops the whole weekend and my mom would pick us up and I would be crying. I remember she'd pick us up and we'd be going back and I'd be like, I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. And she's like, you got to go to school. And I'm like, I didn't even get to see my dad and I'd just be crying. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, so I just kind of felt like when I was younger, I was kind of missing like a role model in my life. And, you know, me and my dad had a connection. Like we had a relationship, obviously, but it wasn't as much as I'd want it to be. And my mom kind of blocked us from that, too, in ways. And um, at 14, you know, I started just, like, gravitating towards these people who I, I felt like were cool, that I could relate with, that were from the neighborhood. Um, some shit started happening in school. And there came a point where I felt like it was safer for me to be from a neighborhood than not to be from a neighborhood. So I wound up joining, getting jumped into my neighborhood at um, 14 years old. And... All my homies were doing dope. Like, all my homies were doing dope. They were partying. And I remember the first time I did dope, it was at my homie's house. We had, like, one of the homie's moms that was from the hood. She would just let us go party at the pad. And she's like, you guys can do whatever you want here. Just stay here. She was, like, one of those moms. It was a cool party pad. The house was, like, a fucking trap house. But it was cool to go there and party and just get fucked up. Just all the homies were boning mom on the low. Uh, go ahead. I <laughs> I mean, she was like a grandma, so I don't know if any okay. of the homies were like, yeah. Well, good, drugs good will make you. you do some crazy yeah, yeah, shit, right? dog. You know what I mean? But she was cool. She was cool. Uh, shout out Margie. I love that lady. She really looked out for me a lot when, when you no know. No disrespect to yeah, Margie. Yeah, 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 for sure. And um, I remember I was in the homie's room, and she called us out. She called me the homie and her son. She called us out, and she was just like, yo, 
so and so dropped a fucking eight ball dope on the floor right there, and um, he didn't want to pick it up. So there's a bunch of dope right there if you guys want to get it. And I never done dope before, but I knew my homies were doing dope, and the other two homies went and picked it up. And then she's like, "Don't let Moreno get high. Don't let that fool get high." And like, yeah, right. She's telling us to get the dope, but don't let him get high. So yeah. like, we fucking. That's the first time I did dope in the homies' room. We smoked it off some foil, and just. You know, I felt like shit for a couple days after that, but it was just like every day after that, just doing dope, chilling with the homies, doing dope, chilling with the homies, and it just progressively got worse from there. Um, You know, they say like, at first it's fun, right? At first all the shit's fun, I'm having fun. Then it becomes like fun with problems. And then eventually after a while, just like the shit just turned into all problems. Like it wasn't fun no more. It It was all just problems, so. You're talking about getting strung out. Yeah, getting strung out. Yeah. Getting strung out. So, like, you know, um, I ha- my homegirl from my neighborhood, like, she had, she was moving weight in the neighborhood. She had a big part of the neighborhood. And, um, you know, I would, she was pretty much my plug. I would just get high for her. She would, like, I would be always roaming around with her. She was an older homegirl. But she'd always be having me do shit for her. She'd be like, hey, yo, Moreno, I need you to come get down with this fool. And I'd be like, all right, pick me up. She'd pick me up. I'd be going and getting down with foods or, like, She'd be like, oh, yeah, I need you to go do this for me, and I got you. Like, she'd always take care of me. So I'd be like, all right, I'll go do it. I'll do this and that, this and that. And, like, you know, there was a point where she got busted, and uh, she's like, yo, I need you to take care of all my people for me. You know what I mean? Like, my people, I'm going to be gone. They need me. So, you know, then I started serving dope, and I was doing good. Like, in my mind, I was doing good. You know what I mean? Um, I stopped going to school. I got kicked out of, like, five different schools. I went to, like, five different high schools. But because of, like, the gang activity and me doing drugs, like, I just really um, started diving into that lifestyle. A big point in my life, too, where I felt like I went right or I went left instead of right was um, from eighth grade going into high school, like, I tried out for the football team. And my eighth grade grades were all fucked up because I had already kind of, like, started fucking around in eighth grade. And um, I tried out for the football team, and they said my grades from eighth grade were too bad, and I was going to have to be benched for the first quarter. I'm like, oh, fuck this football team, and I just went off the rails after that. But, um, you know, so I'm selling dope. I'm fucking off school. I'm not really giving a shit about school. I'm in the hood. I'm doing all this shit. I'm trying to hang out with the older homies. And um, at one point in time, one of my big homies from the hood he was in the pin. He had got out, and um, he was a slammer. So he got out. He went to my other homie's house, and I seen him and my other homie slamming. And I was just like, oh, what the fuck? What are these fools doing? Like, if they're doing it, I want to do it. You know what I mean? And one of my homeboys was like, nah, Moreno, like, don't fuck around with that shit. Don't fuck around with that shit. I'm like, I want to do it. I want to do it. And the homie's like, man, if you're going to do it, like, I ain't going to be here. Go like, And he went upstairs, and he didn't watch it. But the other homie who just got out, like, he was just like, I'm going to show you how to do it so you don't fuck yourself up. <laughs> <laughs> good good homies got your back. Right, right. So then he was just like, bah, boom, and he shot me up. And I was just like, god damn. And, like, after that, like, shit, shit, that's when shit really just spiraled out of control. Um, so, you know, there was a point, like, I'm bouncing around now. You know, shit's falling apart. Um, I'm burning bridges. My mom now knows I'm from a neighborhood. She knows I'm on drugs. She sees all the people I'm hanging out with. You know, I'm bringing people into my mom's garage and all this crazy bullshit's going on. And um, 
My mom's kind of like had enough. My mom's real black and white. My mom should have been a cop. My mom's like, you're either right or you're wrong. There's like no middle ground with my mom. And my mom's not that kind of like mother. Like my mom's young. She's a good looking mom. She's not that kind of mother that was like, like a jefita. You know what I mean? Like she would love you. Motherly love. Yeah. She don't got that mother love. She got that cold, cold love type shit. Like if you ain't doing right, you ain't going to disrupt my life. Like. My mom, if I was drowning in a pool, like, I should know how to swim already. My mom's like, you should know how to swim. You better fucking figure it out. Like, that's that's the vibe I get from my mom. You know what I mean? And not saying that she doesn't love me, because I know she loves me, but my mom was real just black or right. She wasn't with the bullshit. No bullshit with my mom. So, um... What about your pops? Let's 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 understand the, the, the dynamics of, of the, you know... Yeah, so, so my pops understands me a lot. Like, me and my pops are real similar. Like, my pops kind of knew what was up so at for at like 14 or 15 my mom was kind of just like yo you're too much for me like i'm gonna send you over with your pops and you know that was uh that was the happiest time of my life i remember that it was like i was a senior i was a what freshman junior in high school or maybe a sophomore i was a sophomore in high school my mom couldn't handle me no more so she sent me to go live with my dad in whittier and um, I was happy. I was like, I remember me and my pops walked through Whittier High School and like we just saw the high school and I'm like, all right, cool. We're going to go to the high school. And I remember like I was so fucking happy to finally go be with my pops that like I did good in school for that first. I remember the first quarter. There's four quarters in the school year, right? Like, So how is it? How is it with your pops? You know, what I mean, I understand you said you guys understand each other, this and that. But living with him, like, what is the you know, it, it, it kind of like with mom, it was very strict. It was militant. And now with pops, I mean, he's like, hey, mijo, come, you know, bye here. I got you dinner. Like, I mean, how is pops, bro? Well, laid back. I mean, why, why you know, why so comfortable pops? And obviously we understand the comfort, the comfort, uncomfortability with moms. You know, what I mean, but with pops, you know, what I mean, well, pops, at, at first, for so at first it was real good, you know what I mean? Because it was like, okay, this is going to be good. This is going to work out. And at first it was good, but, you know, pops does this thing too. And the difference between... Oh, so you guys were partying together? I mean, yeah, there was a point where we okay, were partying together. there it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah. we go, there we go. There was a, part, a point in time where we were partying together. But okay. the difference between me and pops is pops could do his thing and get up and go to work the next day. I fucking go to the wheels fall off. Yeah. So... You know, my pops was doing this thing, and there was a point in time, like, my pops was real cool, but, you know, my pops was kind of strict at times, too. Like, uh, yeah, I, of course. I, I don't know why he'd be tripping on some things. Like, I'd be out with my homies. My homies from the neighborhood would come pick me up a lot when I first moved to Whittier, and my pops would be like, you need to be home at 9 o'clock. Yeah. And I, I remember I got home at, like, 9.07 one time, and this food, like, went off, like, went off on me, like, let me have it. Like, yeah, we got into it sick. And, you know, at that point in time, like, I'm already who I am in my mind. Like, I ain't going to change. Yeah. And Especially with that, that, with that with the devil in your veins. Yeah, especially yeah. with the devil in my veins. I was already partying at that time. I'm not sure if he knew it. But I was already getting loaded at the time. I was already on dope. I had already done heroin. And I'm not sure if he knew it. He knew I was from a neighborhood, but he didn't know. I don't think he knew the full extent of what I was into. And, um, you know, I would see him doing his thing. And I knew what he was doing. But I don't know if he knew what I knew what he was doing. But, you know, it'd be cool sometimes, and then when it wasn't cool, we would just clash. Me and Pops would clash, you know what I mean? Because I'm like, I'm a young kid trying to do my thing, and I'm like, now I'm like thinking. Yeah, like, you both of you guys are coming down, bro, and you fucking <laughs> clashing on each other. Fuck yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, it's funny. I was just thinking about it, and there's a little bit of, it's it's a little bit of funny, bro, because you see your Pops in the hallway, 
And you're looking at him, you're like, man, that fool look fucked up. <laughs> I ain't gonna say nothing though. And then your pop sees his son, he's like, man, that fool look fucked up too. <laughs> Shit, I ain't gonna fuck up his high. He ain't gonna fuck up my high. I just ain't gonna say nothing. I'm just gonna walk on by. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You motherfuckers looking at you. Go ahead. I'm my, sorry, my bro. Pops never like got into it as deep as I got into it. Like I got into needles. I got into smoking. Like my pops never got into it that deep. My yeah. pops kind of like old school with it. Just. You know what I mean? Pops look like a gangster. You pops from the hood too, or what? Pop, pops with the functions. Pops okay. with the functions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ah, okay. So, um, so yeah, so like you know, it started at first, but then me and pops would just be bumping heads a lot, and you know, I feel like my pops was trying to like steer me out of the direction I was going into, but I was already too far into that direction to be steered clear. And at this point, it's like it's already too late. You know what I mean? I already am who I am. Now I'm in the mind frame of like, how are you going to tell me? who I should be or what I should be doing when we're over here doing the same thing. And I already am who I am. It's already too late. But you know, there came a point in time where like, you know, times were good. We'd be at my pop's house. He'd be chilling, drinking, doing his thing. And I'd see him doing his thing. And I kind of be like, what's up pops? Like, what you doing? And he'd be like, don't trip. And then like the next time I'd see him, like, you know, I'd see the little cases, the little CDs with the residue on them. And I'd be like, yo, what's up? What's up? And he'd be like, don't worry about it. And then, you know, I go to the bathroom, I see a little CD residue. I'm like, what's up? And at one point, he was just like, fuck it. Like, you know what I'm doing? And I'm like, yeah, I know what you're doing. Like, what's up? And then he was just like, eventually, he's just, we just started getting high together. You know what I mean? He's like, I got a nickel for you. Got five. <laughs> 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 Starts slanging to his son. Number one customer. Living. No, I'm just fucking with you. Nah, big nah, dog. Nah, he's nah. like shaking his head like, nah, 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 nah. It, it was the other way around, if anything. Yeah. It, it was the other way around. He started anything. slanging the pops? I mean, if my pops is going to be picking up dope, might as well get it from me and not be paying other people. Like, he wouldn't yeah. have to pay nobody. And you know he's got a good job. Yeah. And there's food in the fridge. <laughs> and every time you got to take a shit, there's toilet paper right there. Yeah, right? It's fucking nice of you, big dog. Man, uh, you know, it's a good you know, son gotta, right there, bro. I got to do what I got to do. Shit. Uh, so... You know, eventually it just got too crazy with me and my pops. We were clashing too much. Like, I love my pops. He never, my pops never really, like, turned his back on me. He never threw me out. But I was already who I was. And my pops kind of seen, seen the whole neighborhood thing. He seen us from a gang. And I just, I just don't know. It didn't seem like he liked it very much. Like, even though he is who he is, like, I don't know if that's not what he wanted from me. He just, he just didn't like it. He didn't vibe with it. He wasn't feeling it. Yeah. And, um... Like Even we, though we, we, you know, I make a little fun of it, bro. You know, you know, I get it, bro. Yeah. You know, I get it. Like, you know, I've been around a lot of uh, homies, family, right, neighborhood family, bro. That the whole family's getting high, bro. Yeah. But they still be telling that, you know, the kids, yeah. what the fuck, get your fuck. Like, there's, there's still a certain level of, yeah, you know. Uh, responsibility they feel they still need to give their kid, even though, you know, they kind of, you know, they're doing a little something too, you know, but go ahead, brother. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I, I ain't got no kids. I'm 36 years old. I ain't got no kids. I need to have some kids. But what I can say for any of people who are out, our family members out there and do have kids and they're getting high and they know their kids are getting high, it's a real, it's a real tricky situation when you start getting high with your kids, you know what I mean? Because then the respect lines start to get blurred at some point. Like at one point, it's like, where are we homies and like, you know what I mean? It's like, it just the respect lines get blurred. You know what I mean? Well, it's yeah. Like my pops, I got to respect my pops for being my pops. But then I'm thinking like. But oh, you're serving him and yeah, he needs you. Yeah, And exactly. I got him strung the fuck out. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, what the fuck? And so it's just, it's just crazy. And uh, so anyways, I wind up moving with my grandma uh, over in North Whittier. 
And you know, I'm doing my thing. Like, you know, I'm working, I'm getting dope, I'm slanging dope, I'm working, getting dope, slanging dope, but nothing lasts too long. You know, I was making music for a long time. For a long time, I was really passionate about music. But when they tell you, like, the drugs will steal your dreams, like, fuck, Lucky, that shit is so true. Like, when I first started doing dope, like, I was real passionate about drawing. You know what I mean? And I do some dope and I do some heroin and I fucking sit there and I just draw for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. And then I'd fucking be up for three days just drawing the whole time. Like, what were you drawing, bro? Just characters. I was a gra- I, I was real into graph, urban art. Like, I was into piecing up, drawing all kinds of shit. So I'd just be piecing, drawing, piecing, drawing all day. And after a point in time, like, I drew so much, like, that shit just burnt out for me. And after a point in time, like, fuck, I don't want to draw no more. How long do you draw on drugs? How long? Like, straight. Like, literally, like, I'd sit there for 12 hours, maybe take a break, and then I'd come back and just sit there for another. But by the time I know, like, a day, day, half, two days passed. I'd just been drawing the whole time. Damn. It was fucking sick. And, um, you know, I'm still doing my thing. My name's always been good. My name's good. But... If I fucked up drawing, you know what I mean? And um, now I'm over here in Whittier. I'm in another area. I'm serving dope in another area. Um, you know, my family starts, family dysfunction is real. Like, you know what I mean? I'm living with my grandma. At one point in time, uh, Pops moves in with my grandma. Now me, Grandma, Pops, my Pops' wife, my, my stepmom. Shout out Julie, love that lady. And uh, my little sister are all living with my grandma. And you know, it, it just becomes more dysfunction because now you got me in the house getting loaded. My grandma was kind of like not really tripping on me getting loaded because I'd just be in my room doing my thing and she'd be doing her thing. And as long as I paid her rent, like she wasn't tripping. Um, not paid her rent, but paid her some money towards rent. Yeah. And then um, Pops moved in with grandma and... Uh, now it's me and Pops getting loaded in the house. And now we're me and Pops are back to bumping heads. We got a bunch of homies on the block who are getting loaded. And they're always coming to our house because we got a pool table there. And you know, <laughs> My boy said we got a pool table there. And dope. Yeah, we got a pool table and dope. You got so the I'm, spot, baby. I'm figuring, like, if all these fools on the block are trying to get loaded and, like, everyone's putting their money together to buy dope, like... We might as well play some pool. Might as well play some pool and buy the dope <laughs> off me. No one got to go look for the dope. Just Sounds buy like the, the perfect spot, to, if you ask me, bro. It, it was. It was. It's just... It was dysfunctional. It was perfect for what it was at the time. You know what I mean? I don't know. But um, shit led to craziness. Um, at, so, you know, eventually I start burning bridges. Shit goes crazy at my grandma's. My grandma winds up bouncing. Me and my pops are there. Me and my pops are just... We're very alike. We're very similar. Um, I got a real big ego complex at the time. I don't want to be told shit. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And my pops is obviously my pops. He ain't going to let just let me run the fucking show. How old are you at this time? I'm probably like 17, 17 you're years young. old. You're yeah, young. Yeah, you're young. young. Wilding out hard, young. Wilding out. And that's Doing the, the most. That, bro, that is, the, that is the age, bro. Like, the, you know, you're already in the prime of the age of when you started, right? Yeah. Like, the, 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 I think that the, probably the average, if we put an average age of when me, young boys start tripping, flipping, having enough, putting the foot down, yeah. you know, is probably during puberty. Yeah. And, and puberty is like around, I mean, it depends on, you know, what, you know, you know, who brought you into this world. But I, I think it's what, like, you know, third, 12, 13. 
I started late, bro. I ain't gonna lie. And it was a ninth grade, bro. I started getting a little bush, and I was like, "You <laughs> motherfucker!" Because my cousin started way earlier, and he would flex that she do the ninja and be like, "I got hair, fool." You know yeah. what I mean? It's a, it's a kid thing. But anyways, I'm sorry. Huh? But yeah, go ahead, bro. So that's just a prime age, seventeen, yeah, bro. Yeah, is all I'm trying to say. You know, I'm bringing fucking, I'm bringing fucking straps home and shit. I'm trying to hide them in the closet. My dad's finding them. Like, what the fuck is this? Getting rid of them, and now I'm flipping out because like. You know, I got this motherfucking, like, this shit's going to fucking look bad on me if straps are disappearing, you know what I mean? So it's like, it just becomes a big fucking huge conflict. And um, I got to shake the spot because, like, you know what I mean? I can't I can't just fucking do what I want to do. And then, you know, I just can't work out like that. Um, I got to have some sort of level of respect for my pops. Obviously, my pops is my pops. And, you know, that trumps me in a lot of ways. And I just, I got to shake the spot. So I wound up dipping from there, and I just start doing the hotel thing. On the streets, you know, on heroin, on dope, selling dope, coming up a little bit. I, I fucked off school. I went, I, I just dropped out of school, and um, I went to take my GED test, and I passed that shit first try. And I was like, cool, I'm done with school. So I left school early, and uh, I'm just selling dope, selling heroin, rolling around with the homies in hotel rooms, getting loaded. Selling dope, selling heroin, getting loaded, rolling around with the homies in hotel rooms. How how is it? Let me r- real quick, bro. So if you sell methamphetamine, bro, you're like the Drew Hefner of the neighborhood. You right, feel me? Right, like, right. Phew, man, methamphetamine, females, right? Go hand in hand, bro. Energizer bunny, Jack yeah, Rabbit yeah. status. You know what I mean? Jack Hammer Hands was born. Um, <laughs> Is, is heroin the same way too? Is it like is it like a, a, a you know like just something that makes people like I'm gonna you know want to fuck you know like with the females are they coming different like what kind of females are coming I mean who yeah bro like what kind of females score heroin bro Nah I mean the fe- I mean heroin's more of a downer you know what I'm saying so heroin people are kind of just on slump they really ain't moving they really ain't doing shit and that's what it was like you got you you got. You got the tweaker bitches, right? The tweaker bitches, they'll come around. You can't really trust them bitches. You can't leave them alone with your shit. But the heroin bitches, they'll be fucking loyal to you because they know you got your fuck their your fucking their bag of heroin. And when they get sick, they fucking need you. So yeah. these fucking heroin chicks, they may not be the freakiest bitches, but they'll do whatever you tell them to do because they fucking need you, especially if you're their dealer. There it is there. So these bitches are loyal. The heroin addicts, they're more loyal than the tweakers. The tweakers will burn you and help you look for your shit. Well, let's 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 think about that real quick. Let's 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 you know what I mean? Peep gang. You know what? A heroin, you're addicted to heroin. Bro, I seen motherfuckers addicted to heroin. County jail, the streets, bro. Heroin, bro, is one monster of a motherfucking drug, bro. Yeah. You know, bro, sure, so so if you are the connect, you are their dealer, bro, you know what I mean? You it's probably you, the hospital, God, right? Yeah. You know, if there was an order of superior entities in the world, right, bro? Right, like right. they need you more than they need God in the hospital, bro. Yeah. You feel yeah. me? Um, I'm just saying, like go ahead, yeah, bro. Yeah, man. So it's just like it's crazy. So, you know, I'm doing my thing, and then, you know, I'll be doing good for a little while, and I'll build all this shit up. I'm pushing this shit. I'm strung out the whole time, though, and then after a while, like, nothing lasts forever. I get popped. So I get popped. I'm in county. I do my little bid. I get out of county. I'm fucking selling dope on heroin, selling heroin again, and I'm doing my thing. in the the county? 
No, nah, no, nah, in the county, oh, okay. I never really sold nothing. No, 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 let's, let's talk about when a heroin addict goes in the county, bro. Yeah. So Shitting that, themselves, that shit bro. No motherfucking Malia's, no homie fun. kicking motherfucking heroin. This is what I'm talking about. I wanted to say this right before when I was saying my little fucking three whoop de whoop woos, dog. But I'm just saying, like, bro, I seen dudes, heroin, bro. I go in the county jail, and you know who's kicking dope, bro. They balled up. They sweated up. They still got blankets on them. They want a snicker bars, any type of sugar. They shitting themselves. They can't get out of motherfucking bed. Heroin is a horrible fucking drug, bro. Every time I see that shit, I said, uh-uh, not me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Shit, I'm going to fucking do the motherfucking go-go gadget, mother. Where the pookie at? Fuck yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. Yeah, and but, uh, so it's just like, I, and the thing about heroin is like, I don't know. If you've ever tried it or not, but it's like the first time I've you- tried it, bro. I, I do it most of the time when I'm in when I'm in I'm in jail, you know, and I don't slam it. I've never stuck a needle in my life on God, on my babies. Hey, I'm, you're very smart. Never, man. bro, because very I smart I was man. around dudes that were doing that shit and what it would do to them. I said, damn, if I gotta do that to get high, bro, then I ain't I ain't fucking with it, bro. Like I put it in a spoon and pour it in my nose. That's it, bro. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like in the in the, the gang module, the county jail, prison, bro. You know, just a little bop up, and I'm good, bro. But I did get strung out one time doing that in my nose and chuckle while state prison when it was good. And I mean, it's no good yard now. But when it was good, I was on a pro violation. I got strung out, dude, doing the spoon thing, bro. Yeah. There was this dude that just kept this dude puppet from a I don't even want to say his neighborhood. OG homie, bro. Bam, he just liked me, bro, and he would just hook me up. Hey, dog, bam, bam. He didn't fuck with too many people. He see me when I got there and I formed my crew, whatever. He gave me, I got strung out, dog, from the spoon, bro. Yeah, yeah. That'll do it to you. I mean, but once you use that needle, man, it's like it's like you make a pact with the devil. Like, you know what I mean? That shit's fucking for bro, real, this, bro. Go ahead and finish the story, but it's 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 amazing to, to have you here, bro, as a sober man. But finish your story, bro, because I know dudes that have done heroin forever, and they still, they're still on, like, different medications and shit over that shit. Yeah, so... so. But go ahead, finish your story, brother. Shit, shit keeps getting worse, right? So, there's... I'm on heroin. I get popped. I go to jail, whatever. I keep getting popped. I do a couple prison terms over these drugs and shit. Now, the second time I get out of prison, I'm like... You know, I'm real I'm real motivated. I'm not going to use any drugs. I'm not going to do anything. I go 6 months without using. Then they ask they tell me like they tell me you're going to fucking be off testing. So as soon as they take me off testing, I start getting loaded again. And you know, I just wind up on the streets, back and forth I'm on the streets. Now there was a point like I went out to the desert um to what what fucking city is that? Fucking shithole city out in the desert. Desert Center. Um, <laughs> I worked out there one time. It's um, like Indio Desert Hot Springs. DHS. Fuck, bro. I went out to Desert Hot Springs to pick up some heroin because the heroin's cheap out there. The heroin was like hella cheap. I even was it good though? It was good. It was good, and it was like half the price of what it was out here in LA. I even forget the prices now. It's been so long since I've been in the fucking mix, but this shit was cheap as fuck out there, and you know. I would go out there and fucking get my heroin and fucking... I wound up getting stuck out there. I just went out there for a week to pick up. Well, I wound up in that fucking desert for a year and a half. I never fucking came back for a year and a half. 
Um, Damn, bro. But there was a point in time. You like, were like a bubbled egg on that fucking uh, sidewalk, huh? Yeah, yeah. I was just roaming the streets in these fucking They got casinos. some creatures out there, bro. They got some crazy they, they, the, the gutter, night, the gutter is out there crawlers. in motherfucking desert hot springs, bro. They got some fucking straight night crawlers. I've, got, I've passed through there a couple times. I actually went there one time. Someone, uh, 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 one of my homeboys, my homeboy Flacco family, bap, bap, bap. There's, there's, there's this fucking hotel up there, and they got like three different swimming pools, whatever. So it's just a spot to just go kick it and kids go swimming and shit, dog. But it was hot as fucking passing through there bro i seen some raggedy ass drug addicts out there yeah, like la was making la drug drug addicts were making them motherfuckers <laughs> look just like god damn it dog yeah they, they got the worst of the worst the bottom of the barrel bro like there's people that can't even come into the city dog of la because they burned every single bridge and they probably a wanted motherfucker dog and so they go out and hide out and get high as fucking desert hot springs dog i'm sorry but this is the fucking truth yeah. This is the yeah. truth, dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, bro, you were there for a fucking year, bro. What yeah. the fuck? How did you survive that? Man, I just having to hustle. I literally had to hustle. I was on my grind. I was I I had to fucking sell dope every day just to get a room and then get enough to be well so I wasn't sick. Every day I had to make sure I had enough dope to flip to get myself high and to get a room. Man, that shit was hell, man. Just what were you out there? The were you, but you were there with the mix of the, the of the of the fools who were high off that shit. Like, how was the scenery right there? I mean, the scene scene was grimy out there, bro. It's grimy. It's just people. I mean, the the clientele I had out there was a lot of white boys. It was like a lot of white people, a lot of white boy clientele. That's who I picked up from. I picked up from a white boy who picked up from a paisa. So like, you know, it was just it's just like I knew a lot of people who got loaded out there. I usually just kicked it with like one or two people. I had this bitch who would roll with me everywhere, or I had a homie who I would roll with, and we would just find spots to go to or hotels to go to. Or we had, you know, there's always someone who's got a pad, someone who's got a pad who gets loaded. So we'd go stay at that pad for a little bit. Let me let me ask you a question, bro. Let me. I gotta ask you this question, bro. Shoot it. Check it out, dog. You you seem like you're kind of unaf unaffect. Like when I'm on drugs, bro, I need women around me, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, bro, if you're doing heroin, I mean, do you have a girlfriend at any point of this time, bro? I didn't have a girlfriend. I had a couple bitches who I would roll with everywhere. Okay. But these bitches, I don't know, man. It's like these bitches only were around for the heroin. It's like you couldn't trust no one, Lucky. No one could be trusted. Like, there, there'd be Did time. you have relations with these females? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, obviously. Okay, so it, it was just like... And I get it when you're on heroin, but still, dog, I've been on drugs like a motherfucker, bro. And and I still had relationships, and I really believed that they were just like, yeah, I get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm supplying them, bro. Yeah. You know, everything is on me, you know, but... But but I still feel like, and maybe I'm just a sucker for love, baby, looking for love in all the wrong places. But I still felt if there was love for each other at that time, dog, I felt that it was true, dog. It was real. Because if not, I wouldn't have those bitches with me, dog. No. Nah, like, so I've had, I put females on the spot, bro. Like, hey, check it out. I need you to do this for me. You know what I mean? And I'll see, they do it for me. I'll be like, all right, they are 1,000% with the business and with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Knocking on fool's doors. Knocking the fool's door. Say it's you. They're going to open the door. Bop, I'm going to get up in there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I have females like that, and that's when I know that the love for each other is real, dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, th I feel like even in drugs and in those environments, there's still you can still find, like, real love. Yeah, I don't know if I ever felt like I had a bitch that I was, like, in love with. Okay. The last bitch I felt like I was in love with was, like, when I was in high school, when I was in Whittier. I had another chick who I was, like, real in love with. She was a square. She was a square, right? She was this half Asian, half white girl. She didn't do any drugs, and I was fucking strung out. 
And I remember we would just kick it in the car, and we'd be kicking it, and I'd be jonesing. I'd be like, I got to go inside. And she'd be like, why? I'm like, I got to go get high. And she'd be like, okay. And I'd go and get high, come back, and we'd just sit in the car. And, you know, I love this bitch because she loved me. And after a while, she was just like, I want to see what you're doing, like how you're getting high. And I fucking pulled out the needle. I put out the pookie, and I fucking got high in front of her. And she was just like, like she's seen a ghost. She ain't never seen nothing like that in her life. And I fucking like, I must have fucking scarred that chick. And then that shit became so toxic because now it's like at a point she kind of realized like, oh, fuck, I need to leave this dude. <laughs> yeah, and she'd yeah. be trying to leave, and I'd be at, I'd be knocking on her window, fatal, jumping in her window, sneaking in. She'd be like, "Andrew, you need to go. My parents are gonna find you." I'd be like, "Nah, just I'm gonna hide in the closet." Yeah, I'd be knocking on the Give window the in the middle of the night. It was crazy, bro. I only need five minutes. Yeah, yeah, just come outside. Let's just go on back. No one's gonna hear us. No one's gonna hear us. Just let me stay. I'll leave in the morning before they get up. But you know, anyways, so I'm out here in the desert, right? I got these motherfucking. People around me I don't trust. I got these bitches around me I don't trust. I didn't trust none of these bitches, lucky, especially at that point in time because, yeah, I'm fucking with these bitches and these bitches are hitting licks for me because I got the bag like, yo, go get this from the store, go get this from the store, go get this from the store, and I got you. Are they boosting or what? Yeah, yeah, they'd be boosting. boosting. Yeah. they come be bring, bringing me shit. And, you know, the, the person I'm supplying, like I'm getting my supply from, like I would hook him up with some stuff and some money and then he'd give me the dope and then I'd be supplying these bitches who were like, out here doing whatever they would do. And, um, but as soon as like the bag was gone, like they're gone, they're ghosts. They ain't nowhere to be found. Like yeah, they didn't have no real love for you. Yeah. They yeah. were there hundred percent there for the bag. hundred percent there yeah. for the bag. And, and that, that kind of that, you know what, honestly, bro, like even if motherfuckers high and shit, you still feel that. Yeah. You still feel that. Yeah. You can still feel that. So there was a point in time where, you know, I was on, I was slamming heroin and I got this, like I missed or something and I got this abscess in my arm and that shit got big and huge, bro. And that shit was just like big swollen. I'm like, fuck it. I just missed like that shit will go away in a couple of days, but that shit was there for a week, bro. And that shit was so painful. And, um, I wound up having to go to the hospital. So I was like, I was sick. I was like throwing up. I was really weak. I went to the hospital and, um, you know, they did some tests on me and I'm like, I could barely move. Like, and, one of the homies um, dropped me off at the hospital and, you know, me and the homegirl, here was another situation. Me and the homegirl were at the hospital and she's supposed to wait for me, you know what I mean? But, like, I'm in sick. I'm in the hospital sick and I'm literally dying and the homie's paranoid so he don't want to stay. He just drops me and the homegirl off and we're waiting in the hospital and they're doing the tests and they take me in to do the tests and they're like, okay, we'll be out in a bit. Like, she can't come in with you and... Like, I'm in there getting my test done, and I come out, and the bitch is gone. And, you know, she left me there, whatever, fuck her. But she probably needed to get high. She was tired of waiting for me. She went to go find her bag, whatever. I ain't mad at her about it. But anyway, I wound up dipping from the hospital, and uh, they called me back a couple days later, and they told me I had MRSA, and it was really bad. And What's MRSA? MRSA is like... A, a staph infection in the blood and and that shit can kill you um it starts just like eating you from the inside out and it was really bad and the doctors were like you need to get back to the hospital like you don't look good and um you know i had um this this homie and 
uh, I had a homie and, you know, I, I was trying to go pick up some stuff and, and this dude was a real dude. He was like one of my homeboys. And, um, I told him, yo, 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 give me a ride to go pick up. And this food, the homie was like, bro, you should go to the hospital food. Like you should really go to the hospital. I'm like, just give me a ride to pick up real quick. And I'll worry about that after. And this was like, all right, where are we going? And, um, you know, instead of like giving me a ride to go do what I was going to do, this food just dropped me off at the hospital. And I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm already here. I went into the hospital and I could barely walk. And um, they take me into the hospital and, you know, I'm really bad. I could barely move. And they're like, yo, you're dying. You got MRSA. Um, this blood, you got this blood clot in your arm and it's not going away. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look like you're going to make it. And I was literally like on my deathbed. They're like, you probably aren't going to make it. They're like, is there anyone you want us to call? And um, I'm like, you guys can call my mom. So they call my mom. They tell her to like, your son's dying. At this point, my mom moved to Maryland with her husband. My mom had cut me off completely. She didn't want to have anything to do with me because I'm fucking stuck on these drugs. Um, there was even points where I got out of county and I went to my mom's house and she wasn't there anymore. As soon as I hit county, she had moved. So she didn't want me knowing where she was at. And um, the whole time I'm in the hospital, I got a drip IV in one arm. And, you know, I'm hitting up people to come bring me dope. And, like, I got the homie and the homegirl in, in my hotel room. And they're in the bathroom. They're smoking dope, getting loaded. They're bringing me dope. I got a drip IV in one arm. And I'm fucking shooting up in my other arm. Like, barely surviving. Barely surviving. And the, and the doctors are looking at me. And they're testing me every day. And they're just like, how are you dying? And your fucking drug levels are going up. Like, this, this shit don't make sense. So after a while, they just stopped my visits. They're like, no one could come visit you no more. How are they going to fuck up your death? Yeah. How are you going to fucking just yeah. let How are you going to fuck up? Let, let's be real. Let's be real. Uh, Frankie, leave it on this camera right here, dog. And do me do me one. Do me a solid right here, baby. Give me right there. Um, how How is it? I get it, bro. They have a professional responsibility, bro, to make sure that their hospital doesn't get any lawsuits, right? Doesn't get sued, right? Yeah. But I'm, the, I'm saying, man, at the end of the day, like... How you gonna fuck up somebody's death? Yeah, if this is the way this man wants to go. Well, fuck it, let it go. I'm gonna turn a blind eye, baby. You yeah. know what I mean, turn the other way and shit. Um, go ahead, bro. And you know, I never been suicidal. It's not like I wanted to die. I just needed to stay high. Like I was living to be high. I I was high to live, living to be high. Like, and it's not like I was ever suicidal or I wanted to die. I just needed to remain high all the time. Like that was my go to. That was my higher power. That was like. My everything. I needed that shit in order to get by. So, you know, I wound up getting out of the hospital and just at one point in time, lucky I, I, I had looked at my life and I'm just like, man, in, in in middle school, in high school, like I was a real popular kid. Like I had a lot of friends. Everyone liked me. And I went from being this real fucking popular kid in high school. You know, I had all these fucking bitches on me all the time. And to being, like, this fool in the neighborhood who motherfuckers didn't really, like, were uneasy around to just being this fucking dope fiend on the streets. Like, roaming the streets, having to fucking did you struggle ever, to get did, by every did, day. Did they ever see you like that? I mean, did you ever have a moment in your life where you were on the streets, tore the fuck up, probably been up too long, bro, you know? And then all of a sudden, one of the high school females that used to be on your jock, bro, passes by and she acts like she don't see you. <laughs> bro, I mean... Nah, that never happened, but I'd be posting stories on fucking Instagram, shot the fuck out, acting like I'm fucking the shit. Like, I'd be straight fucking smoked out the game posting some crazy shit, bro. Like, not giving a fuck. Like, this is what it is. And I was, I was, 
in the mind frame where like I'm a drug addict. This is how I'm gonna be. This is how I'm gonna die. Like you. It's just a whole need different world, bro. It's it. a whole different world, bro. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? One thing. One thing that the the regular society, the sober society, will not accept, bro, is a fucking meth addict or a fucking heroin addict. You know, they're not gonna accept it. Like I don't accept it in my life right now, bro. Yeah. You know, imagine yeah. that. Look at fucking Jew Hefner right here. You know what I mean? Bang. You know, bang the fuck out right here. Bob up. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> play with D. Leo the jeweler, baby. I gave two of these away, right? But I ain't giving away this one right here. But anyways, um. They don't they don't respect it, bro. And so when you're on drugs and you're in that racket, that market, that underground, bro, um, that is the city. That yeah. is the community, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you it rarely does one fuck with somebody that's sober unless they're from the neighborhood, bro. Yeah. You feel me? You know, unless they're from the hood or something. You know? But anyways, go ahead, dog. Um, yeah, so okay, so you know, I'm fucking I'm on my deathbed, and at one point, I'm just like, fuck it. Like, I, I can't fucking live like this no more. You know what I mean? I can't live like this no more. Um, I remember my mom, and, you know, I'd go into prison, and, like, my mom wouldn't take my calls. My mom wouldn't take my calls. My pops would always take my calls. Both times I got out the joint, my dad picked me up both times. Shout out to pops. Yeah, shout out to pops. He was always there for me. He was there for Keep my court dates. Um, but at one point in time, I was just like, fuck, man. I need to do something different because I'm going to fucking... I'm going to wind up dying like this. You know what I mean? Like, no one... I lost everything. Like, I ain't making money at this no more. Now I'm just struggling. It's not like I'm fucking selling dope, like, making money anymore. Like, now I'm just struggling to get by. And it's fucking hurting. Life hurts right now. Life I mean, how how how, how 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 high did your appetite get, you know, that now that you're at a point where... You, you know what I mean? Well, it got to a point where I wasn't even getting high anymore. It was just like, I was just fucking, I just needed heroin to not be sick. Yeah. And it was just like, fuck, I can't even get high anymore. This was before all the fentanyl shit came out. Like, I'm glad I got off this shit before the fentanyl came out because I may not have made it through that fentanyl shit the way I got high. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, I I called up my mom at one point. I'm like, and my mom had always told me like, Andrew, if you ever want to be back in our life, you need to go to rehab. That's the only way you'll be back in their life. And I tell her, I'm never going to rehab. Like, I'm never going to rehab. I'm going to die this way. So I finally decided, you know what? I'm going to fucking try it. What do I got to lose at this point? I called my mom. I told her, um, I'm ready to try a rehab out. I, I had a homie uh, who who went through a rehab, who worked at the rehab. I hit him up. Um, he's like, yo, call this chick up. She's going to get you a spot. I hit her up. She's like, yeah, I'll be here this day. So... You know, I wound up going into the rehab, and I was kicking heroin hard, bro. I was kicking hard. I tried to get loaded the night before I went in. Like, I remember I was, like, roaming the streets. I was in Pasadena, and I was in my neighborhood, and I was trying to find someone to pick up from, but no one was picking up. Um, and all the spots I went to, no one was around. So by the time I got to that rehab, I was really dope sick. Shout out to that rehab. It saved my life. It, it turned everything around for me. Um but I was really dope sick and I was there for four hours. And after four hours, I said, fuck it, I'm leaving. So I checked myself out and I was headed to Skid Row. Now, while I was in the hospital dying from this MRSA shit, I was in the hospital for three months. And they, I finally, after three months, like I somehow survived. It was miraculous. I survived. The doctors literally told me like, yo, you don't got, you maybe got 30 days. Like, who do you want us to call? And my mom came out to visit me. And, um, but I made it out of that shit miraculously by the grace of God. And, uh, I remember when I was leaving that, when I was in the hospital, 
with that Mercer, I had applied for um, Social Security or something, and they wound up giving it to me. So I was getting a little bit of money. And um, when I was leaving the rehab, I had my little Social Security card, and I was fucking headed to Skid Row. I was dope sick as fuck. Now, for seven ye- for about seven years, bro. Let me stop you real quick, bro. The three months, bro, that you almost died and you miraculously survived it, bro, were you high the whole time of those three months in there? Yeah, yeah. I was high most of the time. I was having people bring me in dope the whole time. And once I okay. knew they were going to cut me off and not allow me to have any more drugs, I had someone bring me in enough to sustain me. Then once I ran out, I was sick and... I wound up just leaving the hospital. They're like, yo, you shouldn't leave yet. I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. Well, let me just say this right now. Dr. Fauci, if you're watching Hoodstock's podcast right now, uh, heroin cures MRSA. (laughs) Heroin cures MRSA. There you go. Yeah. I mean. You never know, baby. Whatever they gave me, that that, that drip IV was so strong, bro. Like, they had me literally on a drip IV. With a bunch of medications in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I say that in a humorous way, bro. But um, And I hate to make a joke out of this, but we got to make light of fucking bad situations. I I do it it to myself all the time. I feel it. Yeah. So they wound up giving me some pills, and they're like, you got to keep taking these pills in order to, like, to supplement these um, antibiotics or whatever we're giving you intravenously. So whatever, I wound up surviving that. Grace of God, thank you for letting me survive that. But I'm leaving this rehab, right? And in my, everything in my body and soul was telling me like, yo, fucking go back, go back. Like you were there, like you had it. But this urge and this craving and this fucking blindness, like I just need to fucking get loaded right now. I'm so sick, I need to get loaded. Had me headed towards Skid Row. Like, I, I, I had homies, like, I never lived on Skid Row, but I would go to Skid Row because I knew the homeboys on the fucking block right there, and I would just go fucking chop it up with people on Skid Row. And um, I knew where to pick up on Skid Row. So after me leaving that rehab, like, an hour later, I was, like, in a tent in Skid Row shooting up in my arm again. But I remember when I was leaving that fucking rehab. For seven years, lucky I didn't pray because I felt like I had done too much dirt in my life. There's too much shit I did in my life. Like, I didn't deserve to pray to God. Like, I didn't deserve to ask for help. I had figured I was already going to high, and I had uh, all going going to hell, and I had made peace with it. You know what I mean? So I never prayed. For seven years, I didn't talk to God at all. And while I was leaving that rehab, like, I was kind of, like, teary-eyed, like, fuck, like, you almost had it. I had said a prayer in that moment, um, and I said, like, God, like, I know I hadn't talked to you in a long time, but here it is, like, if you're there and if my life means anything, I need you to save me. Like, I need you to lock me up because that's the only way I'm going to be able to kick this shit because I already tried on my own. And if my life's not worth saving, fuck it, just let me die like this, but let me go out quick. Just let me fucking, just don't, don't, don't lock me up in whatever. I know I'm, I'm good to go. So two days later, I'm picking up on Skid Row. I'm back on the same block in Skid Row picking up and the fucking hoodahs roll up on me and I wound up getting busted. So I'm like, oh, fuck, man. Why did I say that prayer? And now I'm in fucking county and I'm fucking kicking. And I'm like, fuck, why did I say that prayer? And for the first two weeks of me in county, I'm trying to call everyone, bail me out, bail me out. I got this money. I got you. I got you. I'll pay you back. No one's fucking with me. Because they um, know it's all bullshit. Yeah, they know it's all bullshit. <laughs> I mean, and through the whole time, I was getting loaded. Like, I never stole from no one. I was never a thief. Like, I never stole from nobody. Like, that wasn't my get down. If so I'm going to take some shit from someone, I'm going to take it from them. Like, well, there's a difference, bro. Straight up. There's a difference. There's yeah. a difference between stealing and taking, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. of yeah. the Hoodstock's uh, uh, platform. Uh, and stealing is just kind of sucks, bro. But I, I'm a fucking thief at all. I've, I've been a thief in all fucking levels, bro. But it's, it's a lot more prideful to say, man, I took that shit from you, homie. 
yeah. fuck you going to do, dog? Yeah. I mean, I never, I never been a thief. Like I never stole nothing from nobody. But I, I definitely took shit from. But people. But dolphins like, be stealing like a motherfucker too, yeah, dog. They yeah. steal a motherfucking you, your kids' bicycle off your front lawn, dog. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean, motherfuckers? Where the wheelbarrow go? Like they, what the fuck? And now all of a sudden you see a motherfucking some bitch getting wheelbarrowed down the fucking street. Yeah. Homie nodded the fuck out. They'll steal this one just shoe. They'll give you a one right shoe and just take the other one. They couldn't find the other one. They still steal a shoe from you. Yeah. Um, but. Anyway, so it's only it's all you need is one Jordan, right? <laughs> Not one pair, but one Jordan. I got good. one Jordan for sale. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, I'm in county, right? And I'm like, fuck, man. Why? After so after two weeks of me in county, like I finally kick. I get through the kick. I kick cold turkey in county. <sighs> Damn. And now I'm a little more clear headed, right? I'm two weeks off of heroin. And um, and how long have you been this clear headed, bro? I hadn't been two weeks without any drugs since the last time I got busted. You know what so I mean? we're talking years. We're talking years. We're okay, talking years, years that you haven't been clear-headed. So all of a sudden, bro, how does it feel to get sober off a of heroin? For t- now, I'm scared. Now I'm in the county and I'm scared because I'm scared. Like fuck, I don't want to get out now. Now I get out, I'm gonna go right back to the street. Like what am I gonna do? Like how? What? Where am I gonna go to? So now I'm kind of scared to get out. And you know, I wound up going to court and they're like, oh, you're just going to do 30 days because it's just a misdemeanor drug charge. And I know like I'm about to get released again. And now I'm scared to get released. Like I didn't know what I was going to do when I was going to get out. All I knew was the streets. So I said another prayer to God. You know what I mean? I said another prayer to God and I told, I, I said, God, God, all right. I know I prayed for this, but if that was really you, I got a little sister. My little sister is 20 years younger than I am. And at this point, what am I, like 29, 30 or something? Um, I never spent a single holiday with my little sister since she was born because I had been loaded the whole time. I've been loaded her whole life. My sister had only seen a dope fiend brother growing up. She never seen her actual brother. Shout out to the sisters that had to put up with that shit. I mean, we love you. And I got a little sister too. I didn't make it to her fucking wedding because I was tweaked the fuck out and I was just like... And you know what? And you know what's crazy about it? I didn't show up to her wedding, and I was so emotional about it. But I felt more sorry for myself than I felt for her of me not showing up because they knew the condition that I was in, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I didn't want to show up to the wedding like that with a bunch of fucking just bright faced, sober people, happy people. You know what I mean? On this crazy fucking other level, bro. And I'm in the underground, stuck in the underground. I didn't want to face that, bro, in front of. You know that the family and her and everything. You know what I mean. But but the drugs made me feel like uh, it wasn't my fault. You know. Yeah. And, you know, and the drugs will make you think a lot of things. You know that and, are incorrect. Yeah, and do shit that that ain't even us. That we ain't even those people, man. It's like a whole different person. So while I was in county, I said a prayer. I said another prayer to God. Like God, if that was you, give me the opportunity to spend one holiday with my little sister. Just one holiday, and then I'll go really try to make a change. And, you know, part of me changing, actually, is because of my little sister. Because I had a moment of realization where, like, fuck, I really got a problem here. Because, you know, I'm making these promises to God, and I'm asking for this shit. But at the whole, at the whole time, in the back of my mind, I'm still thinking, like, maybe I could fucking get loaded just a little bit. Like, I still got these reservations in the back of my mind. So... This was, like, right before the 4th of July, and I wound up getting out, like, April, May. I wound up getting out, like, June 29th or something, like, five or six days before the 4th of July. So that was another, like, prayer that was answered, you know what I mean? So I was like, fuck. Okay, I'm going to spend this holiday with my sister, 
and um, then I'm going to go try to give this a shot. And the whole time in my mind, I still kind of got this reservation. So I get out of county, right? I hop on the bus, and I'm, I'm excuse me, I'm headed to my pops' pad. Now, at this point, my pops was kind of like didn't want to fuck with me anymore because I've been fucking up. Like, I've been fucking up. They've been trying to help me. You know, I, I ain't fucking making any progress. So I get to my pops' pad, and my pops is kind of like cold with it. He's like, what do you want? Like, what are you doing here? I'm like... I'm going to try to fucking change. I'm going to try to change. Like, I just need somewhere to stay until I can get into the spot. Um, so I got out. I called up my homie who was at the rehab. He's like, yeah, I called old girl. I called old girl. She's like, okay, be here on this day. And um, so I wound up, my dad wound up letting me stay there. And uh, he wound up, I wound up going to my mom's to pick up some of my stuff for my mom. My pops let me use the car to go to my mom's to pick up some stuff for my mom's. And on the way fucking back to my pops' pad, one of the homies hits me up and was like, hey, yo, what's up? Where you at? I'm like, yo, I'm about to go to rehab. And he was just like, all right, stop by real quick. So I stopped by the homie. He's, got, he's with some Haina and like some other chick and some foo, and they're just chilling, drinking. I'm just like, I kind of knew I shouldn't have got in there. And he, he's like, what's up, fool? Where you been at? I'm like, oh, I was busted. I'm going to go to rehab. And... um He's like, oh, yeah, you're going to go to rehab? All right. And he pulls out like an eight ball of dope and throws it to me. And I'm just like, fuck, man. I should have never stopped here. And then I wound up fucking getting high. I went back to my pops' pad. I dropped the car off. I wound up bouncing from my pops' pad. You know, um, I hit up one of the homegirls. I'm like, where you at? She's like, I, I got a Momo come through. So I went to the Momo with her. We're chilling, whatever. And I'm just stuck in that Momo now. And the 4th of July comes around, and I remember fucking loaded on the 4th of July and I was supposed to go to the rehab like on the 6th and I remember calling my pops on 4th of July like yo where are you guys at and then he was like we're at the park watching the fireworks with your sister like where are you at you know what I mean because I was supposed to be there <laughs> yeah and I was just like fuck like I, I was just so ashamed bro and in that moment like I knew like man like I I, I wasn't really Tripping on my relationship with God because I had already like knew I was going to hell at some point. Like I had already like, like fuck it, if I go to hell, whatever. But my little sister, like I made a prayer to God for my little sister. And my little sister never did no wrong to no one in the world. And I broke, <coughs> not only did I break a promise to God, I broke a promise to my little sister that she didn't even know I made to yeah, her. Yeah. So, you know, at that point, I really, I, that's when it kind of like really clicked in my head like, fuck, fool, you're fucked up. You just, you just fucking burned your own little sister. So I wound up going to this rehab, bro, and I really gave it a shot, man. I really gave it a shot. Um, I, I, I was able to, like, you know, discover things about me where just, like, you know, they call them character defects, my flaws. Like, you know, I always been a person who, who never wanted to fit in. I always wanted to stand out. And, you know, that's good <laughs> to some level. You I know like what I mean? That. I like that. I like that. Uh, Sometimes you ain't got to fit in, you got to stand out. But this dude was standing out on a whole nother level yeah, and yeah. shit. Yeah, <laughs> that, that shit, I took it to, to the extreme and it, like, yeah. I kind of went off the deep end with it. But, you know, this place changed my life around, man. And within that time, like, I wound up staying at that place. Um, shout out that rehab. I'll just let say it. Impact in Pasadena, you know, they took me in. <laughs> Impact. I tried to get in that rehab one time. Yeah? Yeah, I did. You know, I wound up staying there. There was a fucking sick-ass waiting list, dog. Yeah. 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 I, well, I you really, know I, anyone I, who gets in, I work in admissions, man. I get them in. As I, I, you know what, bro? Because I'm from Highland Park, right? Highland Park, Pasadena. You know what I mean? Come on now. It's neighboring cities right there. And uh, 
I tried to get in that rehab impact, bro. In Pasadena, one time I was on pro and I was fucked up, bro. And I'm always trying to look out for myself. And I'm, I, and, and I, you know, I, I have a little bit of sense, even when I'm high, to know like, look, you fucked up, bro. And the shit is fucked up, dog. Everything is fucked up, doggy. Like, damn, homie, like you need to do something, bro. You know, I don't know what you need to do. And this is my conscience talking to me. My conscience is strong, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? And my conscience be like, fool. And so I've, I've tried to check myself into rehabs. Couple, two times, bro. Two times I tried to, and there was a there was a waiting list every single time. And 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 when a mother, you know what it's crazy about when you on drugs, bro. Like, homie, you are asking me a lot of technical shit right now. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you, know, you want me to fill out this fucking clipboard? Yeah, yeah like, bro, fuck? it's like a lot of shit, bro, to get into a rehab, bro. Like, homie, and, that, and, and it turned me away, bro. So I can imagine it turned thousands of dudes away trying to get into rehab because they're like, well, all right, well, what, you know, 110 questions, bro. What the fuck? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm high. I need help. What's cracking? You know what I mean? I just need to pull through. You open the door. You let me sleep on that motherfucking mattress. That still motherfucking of a cookie sheet bed, bro. I don't give a fuck. I need a place to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, bro, like they rehabs need to get their shit together, dog. And I don't know if it's all rehabs, but maybe because I was in Pasadena. You know what I mean? Impact, yeah. bro. You know, and they were just like, I, how is it to get there, bro? Is there a waiting list? Am I am I speaking uh, not facts, bro? You know what I mean? I mean, uh, there was a point in time where they operated off a waiting list. We don't operate off a waiting list anymore. Now it's kind of just like. First come, first serve when something's available. But how first, how, what does first come, first serve mean? First come, first serve, oh, you fill out the packet of papers, bitch. It's like call, we'll we'll do a screening with you and we'll call you back when something's available, pretty much like that. There there was a waiting list. We'll call you back? I don't even got a phone number. I'm on the only pay phone in my neighborhood. They done took it all down, gentrification, motherfuckers. You know what I mean? I'm on the only pay phone in Highland Park right now. Wait, Frankie! Uh, you know what I mean? Who got a flip flown around this bitch? You know what I mean? But I'm just saying, bro, like, what yeah. the fuck, dog? We'll call you back. I ain't got a return number. I'm too fucked up, bro. Yeah, that's, you kind, know what that's kind of fucked up situation. Call me at my homie's pad, and I'll be there at 3.30 Tuesday fucking afternoon. Fuck you. Uh, you know what I yeah. mean? What the fuck? Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry, all, dog. It's all good. It's all good. Like so, sometimes I go out on these little tangents, dog. You know what I mean? Hey, I can't help cool. myself, dog. Uh, I got a minor case of Tourette's, dog. <laughs> Pop! Go right. ahead, dog. So, um, you know, this place just changed my life around. And um, within that time, you know, I was able to put some time together. Um, after I, I decided to stay longer there and try to work there. And, you know, from roaming the streets for 17 fucking years, dog. Like, I was at that rehab. I was there for six months at... Like, they hired me. I wound up doing an RA thing there. It's called residential aid where you stay there and you kind of, like, work there as a patient. And then I became an intern. And then they hired me there. We're skipping ahead of the story, sir. Hold on a second. We skipping up, dog. And I apologize for that because I did that to you, bro. I got you on that rehab shit, dog. Peep game, bro. You trying to sober up and you finally in the rehab, bro. Yeah. That's yeah. where we should be going off of, bro. Yeah. And I apologize about that. I fuck motherfuckers up sometimes, dog. Well, yeah, so it was easy. It was easier the first time. It was easier when I went the second time because the second time I went to that rehab, I wasn't strung out on heroin. So I wasn't kicking. So I just needed some good sleep and some good food. And once I was able to get some good sleep and some good food, I was able to just kick it. So, you know, now I'm in this rehab and I'm just fucking <coughs> pretty much doing this work on myself, man. And I got to do this work on myself to figure out, like, who the fuck I am, what the fuck leads me to keep going back to this lifestyle that I'm going back to. And, 
you know, is change possible? And you know what really helped me out, Lucky, is I saw people like myself and I saw people <coughs> like you and I saw people like us in that rehab that had fucking lives. People that I knew from the streets, Let's that go. I was running the streets with, that I was doing dirt with, and these motherfuckers Let's go. got time sober and they got time clean. I'm like, how is this motherfucker sober? Like, this <laughs> Start hating on sober there. motherfuckers. I really? was like, this motherfucker was out there doing the most. Like, And now this fool's like a completely different person. This fool got a car. This fool got a job. This fool got his own place. Like, yeah, you're like a little bitch, too. You know what I mean? You know, homie, I remember you, it's bitch. Like, it's like... Skid marks. <laughs> Every time you slam dope, you shit your pants, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. So I just started seeing like people that I knew that I could relate with, like doing things in a manner where like they weren't having to struggle. So I'm like, well, fuck it. If this motherfucker can do it, maybe I can do it. You know what I mean? Maybe I can give it a shot. Like, gave you hope. It gave me hope, man. Shit, and, hope, baby. You know, I'm not a I'm not a real religious person. I'm a spiritual person, and you know, they, well, I mean, I'm I'm not a religious person. I'm a spiritual person. I mean, explain that. So, you know, they say religious people, like, they're scared of hell. You know what I mean? They're scared of going to hell. My they're boy K-9 in the house. Give it up for my boy K-9, baby. K-9, you get my cup, baby. Get my cup, doggy. I'm sorry. Oh, is there more over there? I'm sorry, doggy. I love my boy K-9, dog. You know, and there ain't nothing wrong with religious, being religious. But, you know, religious people are, like, scared of hell. Like, spiritual people, I feel like... I, Spiritual people are already been to hell. Spiritual was like, hey, you know what? God wants me to get high right now. I feel the energy, you know. I gotta, I gotta slam this dope. <laughs> and then Frankie pops up and he's like, yep, slam the dope. Yeah, I mean, spiritual people have been to hell and back. So I've been to hell and back. So ain't nothing really I'm afraid of anymore. G you know hey, hey, saying? can I give me some ice right there? Before I send you hell and back. No, I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> just my boy again, man. You're a gangster. I ain't selling that for real. Ads. We got ads. Hold on. We got to do ads right now. Let's take a quick break. We're going to get back to the spiritual. The pop, pop, pop. hit the restroom real quick? Yeah, hit the restroom. Go ahead. I got to. No, put the ad on me, baby. You got to put the ad on me, doggy. I'm here now, dog. What do we got? We got We got to pay the bills, doggy. We got to pay the motherfucking bills, homie. Yes, sir. This evening's podcast is brought to you by... Hold on, let me take a drink of this shit real quick. I tried to do the steezy motherfucking ad, and I was just like... <laughs> Shit's too good, dog. I mean, you know, and then fucking Killer Kush just pulled up on me and shit and dropped me a whoop-de-whoop-whoop, and I'm gonna be like, fuck! I ain't gonna feel better to finish this motherfucking podcast. And it was gonna be like, drunk ass lucky. His lady should have kept him in the house for clicking on those... Uh, liking all those Fashion Nova motherfucking pictures on Instagram. Um... Shout out to the females that monitor your dudes on the pictures they like. <laughs> you got problems. Okay, this evening's podcast is brought to you by Gutter Phenom. It's a lifestyle brand that is dedicated to supporting and inspiring individuals who are determined to achieve their dreams. We believe that no matter where you come from or what you've been through, with hard work and dedication, anything is possible. Portion of our proceeds are donated to organizations, baby. They provide vocational training for pro leads and scholarships for those in the need of drug and alcohol treatment. This is a good brand right here. Let's visit gutterphenom.com and use exclusive code hoodstock to receive 20% off your order today yes uh this evening's podcast is also brought to you oh yeah i can't forget these motherfuckers right here these are my g's right here uh yeah 
Origin Bakery Equipment. Your one-stop shop for all your bakery and restaurant equipment needs. Home-based to wholesale commercial bakeries, new and used. Uh, follow them on Instagram at Origin Equipment LLC. And you can pull up on them in the city of South Almonte, baby. You know what I mean? You better take a strap with you because it's dangerous out there, dog. At 10441 Rush Street, South Almonte. And this evening's podcast is also brought to you by, hold on, my boy D. Leo, the jeweler, dog. My personal private jeweler is running 10% off discounts all January and February on custom work. He has the best prices in the game and the attention to detail is one of a kind that you can't go get anywhere else. D. Leo the jeweler, uh, the reason his prices are much more affordable than competitors is because he's a one-stop shop, does everything himself. Yes, he does. Look it. From creating your 3D file to casting gold, polishing your peas, and even setting diamonds. Unlike other jewelers, he doesn't cut corners and give you less quality product for your money. Every piece he does is crafted to exactly the specifications you want that fit your budget at the highest quality. How? Baby, this is the motherfucking G right here. At D. Leo, the jeweler. Follow him on Instagram. Don't fuck around, dog. Shout out to my boy. Check it out, dog. I gave two of these away. I get fucked up and I've been like, dog, I love you too, dog. Oh, fuck. I ain't seen you in a long time. Take my chain, dog. Hey, here's some keys in my car, dog. You know what I mean? Uh, hey, you know what I mean? Fucking here's some lotion, lotion in the bathroom. Jack off before you leave, dog. I don't want you fucking feeling any type of way. No, nah, I'm just fucking. Hey, <laughs> uh, you know, I, no, I'm just saying, I get my chain. I get two of my chains up. And I got this one back and we just went, we went a little bit bigger, dog. Just to right. test the waters out, dog. Canine, yeah. what you think, dog? Love you love it, baby? Yeah. Look at this right here, dog. Yeah, Bigger than my fucking finger, dog. <laughs> Fuck. God damn it, dog. All right, we are back with Moreno, a.k.a. his government name, Andrew. He's out of Pasadena. Uh, what hood are you from in Pasadena, sir? Mario Pasarifa, DPR. Okay, yep, okay. Yep. Pasadena's... neighborhood. Yeah, absolutely, brother. Okay, yep. so... Check it out, dog. You get you in the rehab for the like the second time and sober, and you feel it in a certain type of way, and, and and so this is this begins your turn, your change. Yeah, yeah. So this just begins my change, and it's like, you know, it's just pretty much. I, I just got to stay away from the dope, man. It's like, and at first it's hard, you know what I mean. It's still like there's times like I get pissed, like everything would would be drugs like when i was mad i'd get loaded when i was happy i'd get loaded when i was sad i'd get loaded when i was bored i'd get loaded like getting loaded was my go-to thing to do like it was everything i did it was it was all i would do so now it's like i, I gotta figure out how to fucking live life without the use of drugs you know what i'm saying and it's like i just gotta find it's other hard. things to occupy my time Occupy your time, occupy and your mind. You got to start fucking creating new friends, bro. You got to become a super fucking loner, bro. You know, like not fuck with nobody. And I hate using the word super because it's just well, it's a super word. And, it, and it's not even about that. It's It all depends on where you're at in your you know, in your mind space. And like your in your sobriety. The, yeah, in the beginning. I mean, are you, are you in, in the beginning of a sobriety like that from such a long run, bro, of slamming heroin, bro? I mean, you're fragile, right? Yeah, very fragile. In the beginning, like, you know, I knew my boundaries. In the beginning, I knew, like, okay, I can't fuck around with this shit. Like, in the beginning, I knew for a while, like, I got to kind of distance myself from my pops because, you know, things with my pops, like, I'd get real emotional over shit with my pops. Like, my pops would make me hot, and they'd be like, fuck, that fool got me mad. Like, I want to get loaded. You know what I mean? So I had to fucking, 
I'd have to make a boundary where I know I'm comfortable enough to deal with my emotions and deal with this anger or whatever it is inside me where I'm not going to trigger it to make me want to bounce and get loaded. And that took about a year. And after a year, it was cool. You know what I mean? After a year, I was able to just do my thing. Like, I don't even think about getting loaded no more. Like, I'm at casinos all the time, fucking playing poker, and people are fucking drinking, taking shots around me. I'm at the studio with the homies. They're fucking in there smoking weed. The other homies, my other homies pops does heroin. So check still. it out. He's still check, doing his thing. It's check like, it out. I don't, it don't phase me no more. I get you, bro. But check it out, bro. So you're sober, bro. Yeah. And nobody knows a sober Andrew, bro. In your in your family, right? Right, right. And so, what what are the what what changes? What what happens? What moms, bro? The militant, the the yeah. the, 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 the 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 freaking iron fists, bro. Yeah. So my moms, you know, and you know, people don't want to hear me to say like, oh, I'm gonna be better. I'm gonna be better. They want to see it. Like people see patterns. They see actions. They don't. The words don't mean shit until something comes with it. So, like you know, I'm there, and it's just like you know, I'm staying sober. My mom's kind of letting me come around. She's coming to visit me. She's bringing me like, she'll bring me a little care package. She'll she'll drop off some fede on. Like she'll just fucking let me go visit. Um, for a while, I didn't in the beginning. Like I didn't really talk to my pops. Like I said, because like it was kind of like a fragile thing with my pops. Um, you, you had relations from that 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 scenery, right? Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. You, you're were, trying to get away from that. There were certain things that I knew may trigger me. Um, not that my pops was like triggering me but it's just myself within myself 100 like my you gotta distance yourself you yeah. know where you, where you gotta distance yourself from and unfortunately yeah. it was from your pops bro so you know my mom's like my mom's just happy i'm in the rehab and now she's talking to me a little bit she's letting me come visit her on the weekends and um you know there was a point in time my mom got married and when my mom got married she didn't invite me to her wedding because i was strung out like, I, feel, I knew my mom got married because I seen my brother's pictures on his Instagram at my mom's wedding. I was like, what the fuck? My mom got married. She didn't even tell me. Like, she didn't invite me to the wedding. But I was strung out. Like, she didn't want me around. So, you know, I wound up, my mom's, like, coming around. She's seen me. She's letting me go home on visits. She's just happy and trying to be supportive of this. Like, my mom's always wanted me to fucking clean up. And now I'm finally cleaning up. So she's kind of showing a little bit of support towards it. Now, I wound up getting a job at this fucking rehab. And, you know, I'm still living there. I get a job there. And I wound up getting my own place. So at nine months, I get hired at this rehab. A few months later. What are you doing at the rehab? Um, at this point. You get hired. What are you doing? I get they, 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 they put you in a position to get your own place. Yeah. At, at Were this, you, you still getting that Social Security, too? Um, I was. I was while I was in the rehab. Once I started getting some paychecks, they, they cut it off. You know what I mean? They're like, okay, now you're working. They cut yeah. it off. So, um I'm at the rehab. They hire me as a receptionist because I was working as a patient on the phones, answering phones. And the lady who was working as a receptionist wound up getting loaded and she got fired. So they um, they put me there. I interned in that position and then they wound up hiring me in that position. Right. So they hired me there. Um, and those are called qualifications. Just to be able to answer the phone, be able to transfer calls, just do multitask shit, be able to like send mail in, send mail out, um, HIPAA shit, like not breaking confidentiality laws to people, being able to check releases, stuff like that. Is it safe to say you were a secretary? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. I was a receptionist. It's probably even less than a secretary. I was like a receptionist, though. Gotcha. I'd just be answering phones. I'd be directing traffic pretty much. Any. 
calls that came in, any mail that came in, anything that was coming in the facility and going out, I was directing the traffic on which way it would go. So, yeah, something like a secretary. So when you're in that position, I guess depending on your boss is depending if you got to show up with a skirt on or not. Nah, never showed up with no fucking skirt on, ever. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. I, w- I would have to wear a collared shirt, though. I would have to wear a shirt with a collar. Hey, dog, if you're going to work for me, you better show up with a skirt on Monday morning, dog. <laughs> I'd be <laughs> like, fuck that job. Like, what the fuck? I'm out of here. What, what do they call it? Who do you got to contact after that, bro? What, what is the... the uh, the part of the department that you got to contact resources, resources. human resources, HR, HR, <laughs> give me the number to HR. They're, they're like, that's nine one one at this company, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I ain't getting you. I mean, right. Right, go ahead. Doc. So, Sorry. you know, I wound up, um, getting my own place, come going back and forth to work. I got a place that was close enough to work where I could walk to work. I was either going to get a car, or get a place. I wound up getting a place. Cause I don't want to move back in with moms. Like I definitely don't want to move back in with moms. COVID had hit. And, like, shit was crazy. So I wanted to get my own place. I'm walking to work. And, you know, the whole dynamic is shifting. Like, my mom's just kind of seen, like, oh, shit. Like, this fool got his own place. This fool ain't asking me for nothing. Like, I would ask my mom for some help sometimes. Like, mom, I need some money. Like, my mom would be like, nope, nope. I'd be in jail. I'd be like, mom, I need money. I'm hungry. I'm going to sleep hungry. I ain't got no soups. She'd be like, nope, nope. My pops, I would call my pops every time I call my pops and be like, pops, I'm hungry. I need some money. Like, my pops would send the money every fucking time. Shout out to pops. Yeah, every fucking time. My, my pops never, you know, my pops never let me go hungry um, when it came to that type of shit. Shout out to pops. But, um. Shout out to pops, baby. Yeah. You know, my mom see me, like, being responsible, taking care of myself, and, um, you know, just making a change. So, the the relationship with my mom we became a lot closer. Um, and I wanted to get in my own car, get in my own place. I moved from one place to another place. Now my mom's living in Maryland, right? And my mom wound up marrying a man who was also in the program, in the AANA program. And he had about five years clean. Damn. And um, it's just coincidental. And my mom's from Alcedano. She grew up in that whole neighborhood. And I think that's why my mom was so distasteful of my whole get down my whole being from a neighborhood and all that shit because she's my, seen it yeah she's seen it she's, she's like i work too hard to get away from this like you're not going to drag me back into it back i feel like that with my son my oldest son sometimes my oldest son has been through some things and shit and and i told him the same thing i said homie i've been through that shit already dog you ain't fucking putting me back in that shit you know what i mean i, yeah. I swear to god I, I you know what i i probably feel like to my oldest son the way your mom felt to you bro that's yeah. how I'm, I'm a militant with this shit, dog. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's just like, bro, you're going to live in my house, baby. You know what I mean? These are the rules, and the rules are strict as fuck. You know what I mean? And he's like, I see you living loose, but I, I you know, and I don't live loose. But sometimes he would just say, you're being hypocritical. And it's just like, nah, bro. You know, I just learned how to function, bro, yeah. at, a, at, a, at a responsible man level, bro, where I can still have a good time, bro. Just, bro, just because you see me fucking chilling out at the crib, having a good time, getting, you know, whatever or wherever, bro. You know, if I'm even at a bar or whatever, bro. It's like, bro, I work Monday through Friday, bro. You know, and and I have I have a foundation. You know what yeah. I mean? So I have a balance, you know. And, and my son would say that shit's, he'd be like, you being hypocritical. I'm like, bro, you don't see the full picture. You just see what you want to see. You know, but I just wanted to put that out there because it's some real shit that probably a lot of fathers... Uh, have dealt with at at a certain age, you know, or whatever, or having yeah. a son that's following that path and that's been that in the background. But your mom knew what time it was, bro. Yeah, you know, yeah. from growing up in Sereno, you know what I mean. And so, 
she's just like, bro, you ain't gonna pull me back to this shit. Yeah, you gonna I be mean, on your own if you're gonna do that. And that that's definitely the best thing she could have done for me at the time. That's what she I did you a solid, bro. Yeah, that's what I need. Imagine, dog, like, and I'm not saying like, there's cr- what do they call it? Crutches, and there's people that uh, enablers. condone enablers. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, enablers. Don't be a fucking enabler to your fucking kids. You know. Don't be an enabler to your brother, your sister, your, anybody, you know? That's the worst thing you can ever do. They Let, let the feet touch the fire a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, let them, let them feel that fire. They, you, oh, you want to feel the fire? I thought you showed up with some carne asada. Oh, I'm K-9, you know what I mean? I see K-9 over there with, banged out with his braids, homie. Look at that boy right there, dog. He eating good. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you, dog. All right, so um, yeah, I mean, so the dynamic, like you know, me and my mom are starting to build a little bit of relationship. That 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 bird, that bridge had been burned, but my mom's seen a little bit something different, and a little bit of something different, and you know, me uh, growing in a relationship with my mom was kind of like a feeling like I felt like, man, this is what I what I needed, like family type shit, you know what I mean? Accomplishments, yeah. Yeah, I you, needed... You started seeing a different side of her, maybe. I started seeing a different side of her that, yeah. that I hadn't seen since I was a child. Yeah. You know what I'm with, saying? With mom. Yeah, yeah, with mom. The woman that birthed you, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, so... Yeah. You know, that felt good, and, um, you know, my mom was living in Maryland. She was coming to stay with me. I had my own apartment. She would come and stay with me and stay with my brother. My brother's a good kid. My my brother's always been a good kid. He's kind of like the opposite of me, too. Like, he's a good kid. He's a square. Um, but he's a real good kid, real smart, real financially smart. Um, so my mom would stay with me and my brother. Well, my mom was married to this dude, right? And uh, he was in the program for five years. And um, he was a good dude, man. He was a good dude. He really loved my mom. He really respected my mom. But my mom was over here for the winter. She does. My mom's from Cali. She don't like the snow. She ain't about that whole fucking snow shit. So when it starts snowing in Maryland, my mom would come down here until the snow's over and he would stay out in Maryland. So mom does well for herself that she has a couple houses and stuff, huh? Well, yeah. I mean, my mom has always worked and like she was a legal secretary for a long time. So my mom's my mom's a smart woman. Yeah. Um, so she knows how to take care of herself. My mom is very independent. So her and her husband live in Maryland. When she comes and stays back here in County, she's staying with either me or my brother. Now I got a place I'm able to bring my mom in. Like that feeling, that feels incredible for me to be able to say like, mom, you can come stay with me. And she trusts me enough to come fucking stay with me. You know what I mean? Like that's incredible. And, um, well, my mom's husband, rest in peace. Like he wound up getting this infection in his hand and going to the hospital um, and they gave him morphine for the pain. Like his hand blew up and it was sick. And he was out in Maryland and him and my mom would talk on the phone every day. And she'd be like, I'll be back there in 10 days. Like I'll be back there in nine days. I hear her said it every day. I'll be back there in eight days. And he got this infection in his hand. He went to the hospital for it and they wound up giving him morphine for the pain. And he didn't tell the hospital, like he was an ex drug addict or he's an addict, you know what I mean? And he's in the program and he ain't supposed to be doing no narcotics. So he wound up doing the morphine and apparently it sent him off the deep end. Apparently he stopped and picked up some heroin from someone on the way home after doing this morphine in the hospital. And my mom didn't hear from him for two days. And it was weird because my mom always heard her and her husband talked every single day, whether they were fighting or not fighting, no matter what, they talked every single day. After two days, she didn't hear from him. So she wound up calling the cops and having the cops, um, you know, they kicked in the door to their place in Maryland and they found him passed away on the floor and they said the heroin had fentanyl on it 
and Fuck. my mom's fucking husband passed away. First time he first time he relapsed after seven years, it was dead. Very first time, boom, it was a wrap. And you know, it's just it it was a blessing for me to be sober at that point. At that point, I probably had like two years sober or something. It was blessed. It it was blessing for me to be sober at that point because I was able to be there for my mom's like. Imagine if I was still fucked up out there in the streets, like my mom wouldn't have had a place to stay. Like, you know, she would have had my brother, but I was able to be there for my mom's at that point. And um, that dude was a good dude, man. He took me to one of my first meetings. I, I was uh, I was still loaded at the point, but he took me to one of my first meetings and he was trying to help me out back. Rest in peace. Rest in yeah. peace to that man. Yeah, yeah, rest in peace to that man. Um, so, yeah, man, now it's just like, you know, I work in this rehab. I'm no longer... Uh, working as a receptionist, I work in admissions now. I help people who are struggling with drugs and alcohol get into the program and help change their lives, you know what I mean? How do you do that? I mean, how do you, how do you, how does one, let's be real about it, bro. How, how does, I mean, I guess you deal with the people that show up to the fucking program, right? Right, right. You know, so when they show up to the program, they're at the bottom of the barrel or they're, you know, a state appointed, county appointed, whatever the fuck it is. They got to do it, right? You got two different types, right? Yeah, yeah. You got people that are mandated to treatment that are there through the drug court program that need to be there. And then you got people who are on the street struggling and they're calling in trying to get a bed or whatever. And what's the difference of those people coming in? The difference is one person, if they don't complete, they got repercussions through the law. The other person is like, if they leave, they leave. So what? what is the, I mean, what is the, like, if you can get, put a percentage out there, bro, what would be the rate? I mean, of who, who gets, who, who survives it and who doesn't and relapses and ends up back on heroin? Is it the person that's court mandated or is it the person that's coming from the streets on the last fucking leg? You know what I mean? And this is, they need a place, a bed to sleep on basically, right? Yeah, I mean, from what I from what I've seen, my own personal experience, like I can't really call it, but the people who are coming in on on their own are kind of like a little more sincere about it sometimes. Not saying, not knocking any of the people who come through like yeah. the legal system. I know politically, you gotta you gotta stand correctly on yeah, it. You yeah, know yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't no. want to shit on either or. You know, I mean, especially yeah. if you're involved in that rehab in that program. So I, I'm not trying to put you in that situation at all, bro. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. I mean? So I, I get it, bro. I get it. So. Well, congratulations, brother. Yeah, thank you, man. Congratulations you. for Appreciate being it. sober. Yeah, and my, my, life, my, life, my life is completely different now, man. I got my family back in my life. Um, I'm still me, you know what I mean? I'm always going to be me. I'm always going to be Moreno. I'm always going to be more down. I'm always going to be Andrew. But, like, I don't got to fucking live my life, like, having this fucking shit, like, needing something outside of myself. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I don't need no fucking drugs. I don't need no alcohol in order to feel okay with myself. And... You know, let's go. I, I'm going on. I'm, I'm going on four years. On uh, July 11th, I'll have four years. Like no drugs, no alcohol, no weed. Congratulations, no nothing, brother. Congratulations. Yeah, hey, Frankie, let's do some phone calls and shit. And then I think you know what, homie does some music, and I yeah. think I'm gonna put him on the spot to rap. Let's right? do it. Let's yeah. do it. Frankie, let's do some phone calls. Let's take a break. Let's do some phone calls. You guys call in. You want to talk to the homie right here? Let's go, baby. Any questions? Let's go.
Off that thing right there. Let's go. You fucking cockroaches. <laughs> you motherfuckers, dog. Let's get some phone calls in. I had to take a leak right now, but I heard the phone calls going off and shit. You, you know what, dog? You guys don't follow directions very well, do you? All right, whatever. It's all good. You want to call in right now? You want to ask any questions? Go ahead, call in. Hopefully, you follow these. We got the hey, Frankie. We got the number up, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My boy Frankie. Shout out to my boy Frankie right here. Let's go. Hold on, real quick. You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Hey, Lucky. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, I'm a fan. I'm from Colorado. I just wanted to say that. Uh, V Loco was awesome, and I would like to see V Loco again on the show. Well, first off, thank you for uh, supporting all the way from Colorado, baby. You know what I mean, you know, and uh, you know we, we do we do what we can do around here, baby. You know what I mean? Nothing's guaranteed. You know what I mean? And uh, I hope you. How did you feel about this story today, brother? How about that? Oh, it's really good. All your stories are really good. 
and uh, I support you. And that's all. That's all I got to say. You know what? I support you too, dog. Like a baby daddy, bro. You feel me, dog? <laughs> Love you too, all baby. Right, well, take, you sound like care, a good man. dude, bro. A cool dude, bro. Yeah, I mean, take a joke, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Absolutely, brother. Thank you, doggy. Absolutely. Uh, anyone else want to call in? Call in. I want to be dead dog better than these meds. Who the fuck is that? Keep back this super gonna throw you through the glass. Broken windows, limo tennis nipple. She crazy, we crazy. Let's do it like this. How about this? Hold on. Sober up. I'm tripping. She waking. I think I need some sleep. I'm That was my drug song right there. Real shit, dog. Um, I got another drug song. Let me play this drug song for you real quick. Darling. While we right here, let's let's vibe a little bit. You know what I mean? Let's vibe a little bit. Yeah, I got a drug song right here that I did, bro. Hold on. I'm going to find this bitch right now for you, dog. Um, let's go to albums. Let's go to some Scum City shit, dog. I used to do some shit called Scum City. Uh, me and my primo. Shout out to Dope One. Uh, Don Pablo. Um... Yeah, dog, we did some uh, Scum City shit, dog, and it was called Drugs, and it went something like this right here, dog. Let's go. Nah, no phone calls. You too late, bro. Let me play the music real quick. Drugs. 
Shout out to Big Fats, man. Big Fats killed that last verse right there, dog. I love music, bro. I I love music so much, dog. And you love music too. Yeah, man. Yeah, you music. spit, huh? I spit. I love music. I love poker. I spit. We can we can talk about the poker in a minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But let's talk about the spit right now, dog. Yep. You want to spit some music for us right here? Yeah, I got right it here beat. live on Hoodstock. Yep, yep. So, uh, text message it to me. All right, you got airdrop. I can airdrop that shit to you. You can airdrop it too. Hold on, we got right here. Let's get this phone call right here. You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. What up? You live, baby. Whose volume is that in the background? Oh. Oh shit. Was your uh was your uh, thing on? Yeah. Let's do this phone call right here. You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Who's volume in the background? You're live. Turn the volume down in the background, G. One, two, one, two. Anybody there? Yeah. Lucky. I hear you, baby, loud and clear. Speak to us. Hey, homie, it's me, Jojo from Puente, man. Oh, Jojo, what's up, baby? Give it up for Jojo, dog. What's up, big dog? Hey, how hey, how did that podcast, did that put up the book uh, revenues, bro? Out of curiosity, I've been wanting to text you about that. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm sure it did, man. Um, I haven't really checked it, but... Um, man, you're fucking... in contact with a lot of homies, dog. Bro, uh, your clips did homies. crazy views, bro. You got one going viral, and, and I clip it, bro. I clip it to for for it to do that, bro, for them to get to the full fucking uh, interview to hear the full content of the message, right? And yeah. Man, bro, it went viral. It's gone viral. Your clips have gone, one of your clips has gone viral on YouTube, and one of your clips has gone viral on my TikTok, bro. Crazy viral, dog. You know what I mean? They're like, they're like yeah. fuck that dude. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, damn, <laughs> that's not what we really want to say or what we're yeah. really thinking. But anyways, brother, what's going on? What do you gotta say dog hey i just wanted to you know call in and um encourage andrew man keep up the good fight of faith man um as a drug and alcohol counselor behavior modification counselor with walter now i know just trying you know especially when you pour your heart into it and you know people fall off and you know i it, it messed with my emotions a lot you know because um you know i had a lot of people go back and slam and overdose and kind of felt like I let them down you know what I mean it's a lot to bear being a counselor so I just want to encourage him to keep on taking care of himself you know because it's not an easy job dealing with people bro so Andrew man um you know just always take care of yourself first and foremost and um you know let all the other pieces fall into place brother you know gracias my boy I appreciate that beautiful words thank you guys Yeah, and just you know, just uh, you know, just uh, watch out for that transparency, man. I know you know what that means. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you see other people that are walking in where you are walking, sometimes it makes us vulnerable. So you know, just you know, pay attention to when you start tripping like that, because um, that's a dangerous place to be in recovery. But uh, you know, keep keep coming back, brother. Keep you know sharing your story and um. God bless you, brother. And God bless you, Lucky. Likewise, man. Hey, Thank brother. You. God bless you. And tell me, uh, tell me how, like you said, it got you in contact with a lot of people. But did was Hoodstocks a positive thing for you being on this platform? Hey, it was very positive. And you know, I thank you. I thank you foremost, Lucky, because um, 
you allowed my testimony to shine even more so because these dudes, you know, when you get saved in prison, you know, they always think, oh, when you get out, when you hit R&R, you're going to leave it behind. But all these homies that were with me, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, they're like, dang, fool, you're still doing it, man. Like, it gives a lot of them hope. And, you know, that's my main story, man, is that you know what's crazy? is possible. Yeah, 100%. You know what's crazy about you, bro? is a lot of uh, solid homies have reached out for your phone number. And you know what, dog? I'm just like, honestly, I didn't even ask you for your permission, bro. And I usually do, bro. But I was just like, man, if these fools know this dude during these times, these got to be good homies and shit, dog. So I'll just be like, hey, can you give me? They'll be like, hey, can you give me in contact with Boxer? Bop, bop, bop. Damn, that's the homie. Whoop, whoop. And I'm like, here's his number, fool. Call him up, dog. You know what I mean? You know, like I just. And they did. And they did, Lucky. They yeah. did reach out. I was laughing. I said, man, the homie Lucky gave my number out there, but you know what? <laughs> I figured you uh, you cued and ate him, you know, before giving it. So uh, honestly, bro, right. honestly, uh, to be a hundred percent with you, bro, I didn't, bro. You know what I mean? I just like, <laughs> I didn't. I mean, let's let's look at it like this, dog. The time you were doing time, and the time you were just like in these in these uh these years we're talking about, bro. Um, there was. You know, a lot of like if they know you from then, bro, like the nineties and shit, bro. Like it's just like it's for me, it's a given, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I and, and, yeah that hopefully, I don't ever give it to the wrong person, bro. But I just like <laughs> I hate. I, I love being the middleman, but sometimes it, it's, it's a little overbearing. And so I'm just like, bro, call him yourself, bro. Here's his number, dog. Nah, hey, I don't crank it, call him. <laughs> hey, we got some barbecue set up. We got some reuniting to do with a lot of these homies that I, yeah. I ain't seen in years, bro, that I, I have much love for, just lost contact. And, hey, thank God for Hoodstock putting me back in connection with them. I so there we go, it. baby. We're doing hey, – we're trying to do positive shit around here. And one thing about – and I don't want to get too far off because we got the homie right here on his interview. But with you, bro – I mean, you came in and you were ready to run and gun and, and just tell your story, bro. No bullshit uh, around it. You know what I mean? And I appreciate you for that, dog. And 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 when I have cats on here, they always give me lessons sometimes, dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when you have a dude that like a boxer, like the homie right here that's on the phone right here from Puente and shit, doggy. Um, you, 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 you gotta, I gotta realize it and be like, all right, let me just ease off my gas and put the seat back dog and let this dude go. Cause he was ready to go. Yeah. He was just like, no bullshit. Like I'm going all right. Oh, okay. Look. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and that's dope. I love that bro. You know what I mean? And so thank you boxer and I love and all respect right. to you, brother. This all is right, your phone. Hey, this, you hey bro, up. this is your phone number right here. No, no, this is uh, this is my wife. You got my other one. Okay, okay, okay. I was watching you on my phone. I'm gonna call in. Okay, there is that. All right, my boy. Good shit, dog. All right, brother. Be easy. All right, brother. God bless you guys, man. Likewise, bro. Yeah. So let's do some music. Let's do it. You don't call in right now, please, guys. Let me just let me give it a second, bro, because there's there's a little bit of a a buffer right here from. The live to the live they get. Yeah, yeah. Guys, don't call in right now. Please don't call in. Okay, we got a phone call. You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Hey, big luck. What up, doggy? Hey, fool. I just want, I just something popped up in my head, though. I had to tell you that uh, a few years back, my, my FI had moved to Highland Park, right? She grew up there her whole life. We grew up in Montebello. But um, we grew up down the street from uh, San Pasquale Park. And I just have a vivid memory of some fools rolling up from Highland Park 
and getting this little motherfucking youngster from San Pasquale and whipping him with the fucking belt, dog. And I just thought that, that I should tell you that. It was a very pivotal moment in my life. Sounds sounds correct, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you just got to whip him with a belt, bro, you know? Yeah, yeah. sometimes they just misbehave and you got to, you know, let them, let them have it. Are you saying that I look like one of those dudes? I would never say that on a public platform. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My G, I love you, baby. Be easy. Hey. Thank you for calling in, doggy. All right. Yeah. Okay. Don't call in, motherfuckers. Don't call in, dog. Don't call in. Don't. Canine, tell him, bro. Don't call in, motherfuckers. Thank you, canine. Don't call in right now. Hey, don't fuck with canine, dog. Don't fuck with canine, bro. Nobody fucks with fucking canine, dog. Get the wrath of fucking everybody that loves him, and there's a lot of people that love that dude, dog. Canine's a solid homie right there. We got stickers coming out with his face on it, dog. I love that shit, dog. I love putting my boys out with stickers of the hoodstocks, dog. You know what I mean, we're going to put Frankie on next. No, I got one for Preston, bro. I want to put Preston on, dog. Oh, but I don't, that was going to be sick. I don't think he likes the, he's going to like the picture that I picked. Oh, so I, to, I know, I know. I'm not going to do him like that, he bro. Be a good sport. We, we got to be good sports, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you got a cool picture, Casey got a cool picture, he's got to get a cool picture too, dog. As much as I like to post this one picture of him fucking acting buck wild in a parking lot in yeah, East yeah, LA at yeah. the Commerce Center. Oh, okay, we got a beat. Let's go. You got flow? Yeah. You got you could spit? Is this something you're going to be doing? Is that is it, is that the beat I sent you? <laughs> uh, here we go. You ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Mighty more more down in the building. Let's try to get this shit the first try. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Every time I flip the flow no I gotta rock another show Every time I hit the road no I gotta get it, gonna get it, wanna get it with me Every time I flip the flow no I gotta rock another show Every time I hit the road no I gotta get it, gonna get it, wanna get it with me Yeah, 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 yeah No, I gotta get it, gonna get it, wanna get it with me Yeah, 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 yeah No, I gotta get it, gonna get it, wanna get it with me Every time I spit, it's like I got my whole city with me Baby got a hair, hips, lipstick, and pretty with me Said it wasn't fair, first time that she did it with me Feeling when she chilling with me, always keep a killer with me Then I make a move, chasing money, I be really busy paying She's really kickly, fuck with my foe Let a nigga know when he stepping on my toes Like pop, 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 three in a row When I cross them niggas out like tic-tac-toe What's a lot better show, so this is how I roll Don't be looking at me funny, homie, you already know Mow down life, better live, it's for show. Sure. Real cold world, so a summer hot froze Baby taking off her clothes every time she hit the pole Cause she gotta get the fatty, get the fatty Yo, gotta get the fatty, get the fatty roll Fuck on my fatty, get your headpiece blow Quick as it come, quick as it go No one ever gonna have me sell my soul Just have my season selling out that stove I just drop another rhyme, watch my IG grow No one ever gonna have me sell my soul I just drop another rhyme, watch my IG grow Oh, oh, you know Every time I flip the flow, every time I flip the flow, every time I flip the flow, every time I flip the flip the, every time I flip the flow, no one ever gonna have me sell my soul. Every time I flip the flow, no I gotta get it, gonna get it, wanna get it with me. Every time I flip the flow, no I gotta rock another show. Every time I flip the flow, no I gotta get it, gonna get it, wanna get it with me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's go. I'm looking to sign some rappers. Hit me up. Mighty more, more down. 
good stocks. Your boy Lucky, we back up in this bitch disturbing the peace for the Dub Zero Deuce 3. And forever. Every time I hit the flow, every time I hit the flow. No, I gotta get it, gonna get it, wanna get it with me. Yeah! Oh shit! God damn it! Bro! 17 years on motherfucking heroin. This motherfucker comes with this motherfucking shit. God damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How old are you, bro? 36. I just Th turned 36 on the 16th of January. 36, 36, 36. God damn it. Like that shit up with flames if you're feeling that shit. Like that shit up with flames. Don't play with this shit, dog. We got a lot of homies that come on here and spit, dog. And they they doing more spitting than spitting, if you know what I'm saying, dog. There's too much saliva on the table, dog. Shit! No, I gotta get it, gonna get it, wanna get it with me. You got you got another track? Yeah, I got other tracks. I don't know if they're like copyright approved though. Let's do it. If not, I'll, I'll erase it. I want to hear something else from you, bro. All right, let's see. I want to hear something else from you, bro. That was hard, bro. Look at that shit, dog. Look at that shit go up, baby. <laughs> Look at that shit go up, dog. I'm gonna clip that, dog, and that's just gonna go crazy, dog. I'm gonna clip that, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you thank me later, dog. Yeah, yeah sure. you're welcome, sir. You know what I mean? Here at Hoodstocks, dog, we motherfucking... Oh! That was fire, dog. Every time I spit the flow, hook the bop, 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 motherfucking bone thugs and harmony hey, type of shit, dog. I got thug harmony tattooed on me. I got thug Do and it, harmony bro, that was my favorite shit coming up, bro. Bone thugs and harmony, bro. Damn, I almost want to hear that song again, dog. I Real shit. Let's spit it again. Let's One more time. Let's, Let's spit that again. shit again, dog. Let's go. Yeah. 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 Only time I ask someone to spit twice the same song. Yeah. Hoodstocks, baby. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time I flip the flow, no, I gotta rock another show. Every time I hit the road, no, I gotta get it, gonna get it, wanna get it with me. Every time I flip the flow, no, I gotta rock another show. Every time I hit the road, no, I gotta get it, gonna get it, wanna get it with me. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I gotta get it, gonna get it, wanna get it with me. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I gotta get it, gonna get it, wanna get it with me. Every time I spit this, like I got my whole city with me. Baby got a hair, head flips, looking pretty with me. Said it wasn't fair, first time that she did it with me. Feeling when she chilling with me, always keep a killer with me. Then I make a move, chase some money. I be really busy, paying shit, really quickly, fucking with my dough. Let a nigga know when he's stepping on my toes, like pop, pop, pop. In a row, and across some niggas out like tic tac toe. It's a lot better chose, so this is how I roll. Don't be looking at me funny, homie. You already know. More damn life better live, it's for show. Real cold world, so I saw my heart froze. Baby, taking off a coast every time she hit the pole. Cause you gotta get the fatty, get the fatty, yo. Gotta get the fatty, get the fatty, roll. Quick, the fatty, get your headpiece blow. Quick as it come, quick as it go. No one ever gonna have me sell my soul. Just have my teacher selling out the store. Just drop another rhyme, watch my IG grow. No one ever gonna have me sell my soul. Just drop another Let's rhyme, go. My IG grow. Oh. Yeah. Every time I flip the flow, every time I flip the flow, every time I flip the flow, every time I flip the flip the, every time I flip the flow, no I gotta rock another show. Every time I hit the road, no I gotta get it, gonna get it, wanna get it with me. Every time I flip the flow, no I gotta rock another show. Every time I hit the road, no I gotta get it, gonna get it, wanna get it with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I gotta get it, gonna get it, wanna get it with me. Woo!
Omar down in the building. God damn it! Yeah. Is he the best we've had on a live performance? No backup vocals? All off the rip? Even the yeah, 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 yeah. That's all him. God damn it! Hoodstocks, baby! Motherfucking hoodstocks. That's what we doing right here, dog. I keep on trying to tell the million dollars worth of game and everybody else, dog. The real motherfuckers are understanding what the fuck we doing right here. Motherfucking Steezy knows what the fuck we doing right here, bro. Steezy, dog. Best weed brand in the motherfucking world knows what the fuck we're doing right here, dog. You motherfuckers are going to be catching up, dog, and paying a heavy price, dog. The real ones know from the beginning, dog, of what is great, dog. We great right here, dog. The hood is great, baby. This dude is motherfucking great. And when you hear his music, check it out, dog. When somebody spits, bro, you're like, all right, that's cool, dog. But you heard his story before 17 years on heroin going through the motherfucking whoop-de-whoop-whoops, almost motherfucking dying, dog. You know what I mean? And then you hear that come out of his mouth? I ain't used to that, dog. That's some real shit, right? I ain't used to this shit, dog. There's people, there's, there's, check it out, dog. And I don't want to be too much on this shit, but I'm going to be too much on this shit. That's right. I'm going to be too much on this shit, dog. The skill set is rap. The skill set is hip hop. This dude can spit, not just like some ABC rap. Ooh, ooh, you're following the beat, dog. You know what I mean? Trying to make it through to the end of 16 motherfucking bars, bro. This dude can spit. Yeah. Thank you, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for not yeah. disappointing me. Yeah, of course. Not that I had Appreciate high you. expectations Appreciate about you. anything, but uh, I'm just saying, you know? You know, you know. What are you going to do with that? What do you want to do with that? I ain't recorded it yet. That shit you haven't recorded, even recorded that shit? That yet. Some dude sent me a beat. I dropped that shit to it. I ain't even recorded it yet. I got to get that shit recorded. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you got to get that shit recorded. That was hard. Thank Frankie, you. how deep are we into this podcast? What is our time frame? Two hours. Two hours what? Yeah. Two hours flat. So, you know what? After you, you've been through everything that you've been through, bro. Mm-hmm. Man, you you really very fortunate, bro. Very fortunate few that uh is made it out of that addiction. I mean, are you on medication? Or what are you on, bro? Nah, man, I'm not on nothing. I just I'm on I'm on me, man. I just gotta do me. I gotta do what I gotta do. You know, it's easier. It's easy not to do it now because I've already been away from it for so long. I mean, what do you say to heroin addicts that are on heroin right now watching this, bro? If you need help, call me. Give me a call. Hit me up. I mean, what's the waiting I mean, list? If, 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 if you're trying to get out of that life, it is possible. That's what I'm saying to him. If you ain't ready, you ain't ready, and I ain't mad at that. Because there was a point where I wasn't ready, and ain't no, one, no one's prayers were big enough to get me out of that shit. But if you ain't ready, you ain't ready. But if you are ready, it is possible. I know because I'm living proof. You know what I mean? It's like a miracle. It's not magic. It's a miracle in my life. So it's like, it, it's possible. If it's possible for me, it's possible for anybody. Everybody's there. Yep. It's been dope having you here, my G. Yeah, it's been dope being here. Appreciate it. Absolutely, dog. I want to, uh, how can people get in reach with you over there? Um, if they're uh, getting chased by the cops or if yeah, they're, yeah. <laughs> no, if they're it, it, trying to get uh, rehab or if they want to contact you for the music thing, like how can More they More down 1-3 on Instagram. That's my main, that's my main plug right now. More down 1-3 on Instagram. Um, I'm on there. You can hit me up on there and, and we can, Get it chopping from there. 
Thank you so much, brother. Yeah, yeah, appreciate it, Thank you for it, coming through appreciate and sharing your testimony, brother. Yeah, of course. I want to shout out my homie real quick that made this hat. It says Grounded. It's a, it's a brand that, it's like a sober brand. It's a cool brand. Grounded right here. My homie who made this shirt, Team 12, he makes like, uh, can you guys see in the back of it? Move the mic on Right there. No, it's good. I see it. Anti, what does it say? Anti-drug. Anti-drug junkie club. Yeah. That's us. So, you know, um, I just want to shout out the homies making this gear. Is it hard being sober around people that in the regular life that party hard? Nah, I mean, can you drink not, something? Not, not you, anymore. Do you, can you have a touch of alcohol or anything? I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't need it. I don't need it right now in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah, are you afraid of it? I'm not afraid of it, but I just know, like, the alcohol could lead me to other shit. Because there, there were points in times where I was only drinking, and then when I get so drunk, it's like, oh, fuck, I want to go get some fucking dope and some bitches right now, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you got to get one with the boy. You got to get, you know, it just gets on and cracking like that. Yeah. It's like, once I get a certain amount of drunk, it's like, I want to get some dope and I want to get some bitches. And it's so like, so it's just any out of this, uh, give a message, bro. Um, I mean, if if you're struggling... That, that's pretty much my message. If you're struggling and you don't believe there's help out there, you don't believe you could change, um, change is possible. I mean, you just got to get to a point where you're ready to try something different. You know what I mean? I had tried everything but what I'm doing now, and what I'm doing now is actually working and nothing else was. So if you're struggling and you feel like it's hopeless and you're never going to get out of what you're going through addiction-wise... I mean, don't give up on yourself. Reach out to someone who has been there, been in your shoes, and has made it out to the other side, and they can guide you along just like it happened with me. Absolutely. Yep. And so also ending this, uh, what would it be a message you want to give out to your mom right now? Um, I mean, my mom might be watching this right now. Uh, I mean, my mom knows I love her. Um, me and my mom are really close. We see each other every day. She's my neighbor now. She lives right next to me, but... You know, Mom, I love you. Thank you for being as hard as on me as you were because I know um, I needed exactly what it was at that time. And I want to thank my pops for always being there for me because if it wasn't for this man right here, I wouldn't be here today, like literally. So, Absolutely. Yeah, I just want to – I'm very grateful for what I've got, where I've come, and, you know, the fact that I'm still here. So, Everybody give it up for, for Andrew. Make sure you like – Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you let your, you know what I mean, your next door neighbor know we here right now. This is Hoodstocks, baby. And I want to give a big shout out. So today we hit 75,000 subscribers on YouTube. I love you guys. Thank you so much for your support. Um, and also, too, we have other uh, podcasters on this channel now. We have Alex uh, and we have also Johnny. You know what I mean? So make sure you guys give uh, those dudes their respect their support you know and uh we love you guys so much we're just here trying to grow for 2023 baby you know what i mean and we ain't nothing without you guys and if you want to get if you want to support you don't always got to do a donation but you can go to www.50racks.com and buy a shirt a hoodstock shirt a hat we got different things right there uh people it's crazy because people have been hitting me up about the the website to get merchandise and once i put merchandise on there sometimes people don't go and grab it up you know what i mean so you know if you want to support the platform i get it it's hard times right now we might be going to world war three who knows you know what i mean like the, the shit is crazy right now you know and um you know it's it's like this you know, you can buy a shirt, you can buy a hat now, whatever the fuck we got on the website, you know, but if a time comes 
and I got to give you a loaf of bread, I got you, baby. <laughs> I got you, dog. I mean, if the recession really hits hard, you know what I mean? I'll throw some bologna in that bitch, homie. You know what I mean? You know, hey, hood stocks, baby. Let's go. <laughs> we love you guys. We out of here. Hey.